Welcome to the 107th episode of the Dark Nerd Podcast. Your regularly scheduled nerds couldn't be here today, so I put together a team worthy of their absence. Instead of Brandon T. McClure being here, we have Alex Christman, the brilliant mind behind The Mummy and the Star Trek franchise. Instead of Ben, we have uh, Stefan Fangmeyer, the legendary director of Aragon, that wonderful classic. Instead of Sparks with Gwitty being here, we have Dan Slott, the premier Spider-Man author of our time. And instead of Ryan Leopolis, it's me, Michael Bay, who doesn't like 35 uh, edits in within 10 seconds, because who wants to see good action? Am I right, guys? Let's destroy some franchises, guys. Right. Yeah. What's up, franchise destroyers? I'm disgusted with my own existence. <laughs> I'm glad. I was hoping to do that. Hey, guys. I tried one, and then they never let me touch it. It was your first movie, I've... too, Stefan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. They never let me touch it again. It sucks. <laughs> hold, on. I'm, uh, hold on. I'm currently ruining Star Trek. Currently? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Are there out. any other franchises you would like to touch? Oh, I tried the mummy. You tried the mummy? Did you yeah. touch Transformers? Not yet. Not Almost. yet? Oh, no. I did. I wrote did two you? Transformers movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, man. You you got Patrick Stewart. You're doing good. Oh yeah. wait, you gotta go. Just you did wait. something good. You Dude, gotta so go. So many people no, are no. loving you right now. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Okay. Oh, hey boy. guys, just kidding. It's all of us actually. Just regular here. Yeah. I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> the Dark Avengers <laughs> is our book club. I wanted to be silly. Hey guys, what's up? Hi. 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 Hey. What's up, guys? Uh, hey. I hear we're talking about a movie today. Oh, we, we saw a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Meg, the shark who dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who made the joke doesn't get it. That's how best. That's how all the best jokes start. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah. All right. How was your guys' week? Um, you go first. Sparks, my new roommate. Yeah, your new roommate. That's uh, so weird. We moved. We moved most. You guys of have known each other for less than a year. No, it's, no, more. it's over a year. Over a year. How long yeah. have we been doing this podcast? How long have you had that nose ring? Oh. This is what I deal with every day. It comes <laughs> around. It always no, comes back I remember around to like, Ryan's damn yeah, nose ring. Like over a year ago, I messaged you on Facebook, like when the podcast was happening. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm like you're cool. You want to move to LA sometime?" Yeah, yeah, because he knew he knew we were talking about it. And he's like, "Man, we could totally live together." And I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's real. <laughs> And we're yeah. here now. Well, congratulations on your new place. Thanks. I'm sure your dog is very happy. Not well, yet. She, well, she's not there yet. Right. And uh, so when are you guys making it official? When are you guys tying the knot? Um, I don't believe in marriage because I have uh, commitment issues. So. Got it. Uh, <laughs> later this week, later we'll this be week. like officially, officially moved in. We made a oh. sweet-ass couch yesterday. It's we like did. a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. real. It's like a transformer. Yeah. That's that's basically been my week is packing and, and moving everything it looks like here. Uh, it looks like the good old green room couch. No, it's better. Well, I figured. Better. Yeah. But it looks like the good old game. Oh, yeah, yeah. So without internet, uh, I watched a lot of things on my computer. Right. Did you watch Digimon? I watched the first movie of Digimon. What'd you think? It was fine. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, no, it's it, it's good. It's just I found it pretty slow. Sure. Mm-hmm. Pretty slow. Yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the movies are slow, and then the end sequence is really f- yeah. fun and fast. Yeah, the end yeah. is cool. Like I, I enjoyed like all the battles and stuff, but I feel like it took a real long time. Yeah. It took like four episodes. The, the to latest, hit. the latest, yeah. ep- the latest movie that we watched, and Ben went with me to see uh, Coexistence. I think was the, yeah. the yeah. fifth one. Um, I really noticed. I was like, "Wow, these really drag in the beginning." Yeah, they do. I will say though, it is it is super cool. Uh, kind of like Dragon Ball Super, going back to a franchise you haven't been to in a long time, like seeing these characters older. I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of." Yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, so I watch those other ones uh, uh, soon. Uh, I also watch uh, Wreck It Ralph 300, Star Trek, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, uh, a season of Brooklyn Nine Nine, Ant Man, Ant Man. Oh, you watched the whole season of Brooklyn Nine Nine? Well, uh, like fourteen episodes. Good, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. Uh, that's the only season I got. So hopefully, I get the internet soon. I'll finish that stuff. Yeah, I like that show a lot. Can't play any on, games it's though. All on Hulu. The Ooh, entire show. I'm Hulu. ready for it. So that's been my week. Nice. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now is right next to My Hero Academia on my uh, Ooh, watch list. I also watched two episodes of My Hero Academia today. Yep. Did you Maybe like it? That. No, I loved it. 
There's a guy named Tree Man. <laughs> There's a guy named Tree Man. Death Hands. There's a guy named Death Hands. Death Arms. Death Arms, excuse me. Mm-hmm. What's what's the uh, the fire extinguisher man? Uh, Backdraft. Ba- that's the greatest name for a fire fire hero. Backdraft. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, dude. Just wait. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Backdraft. Yeah, 1980s, maybe. Dude, just wait. I was binging My Hero Academia when I came home from work on Friday. It's yeah. so good. I'm ready for it. What's, oh, up, yeah. what's up with you, Ben Ben? Well, uh, my week, it was, you know, a week. Yeah. But I have to say, today it was kind of funny because today was another uh, Pokemon Go community day. And the girlfriend yes. and I, we still play Pokemon Go. So when we were driving to um, the shops where we go do our hunting most of the time, we were listening to the radio and Weezer's cover of Africa came on the radio. Was it the one with Weird Al? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was just the regular studio cover. Gotcha. But of course, we're singing. We're like, "Oh yeah, Africa, Ryan, uh, blah blah blah." Oh, and you thought of me? Of course. Thanks. I do bless the rains down in Africa. Yeah. So while we're going out, we're <laughs> playing Pokemon, and for community days, you get a better chance to catch a shiny Pokemon. And I'm humming, "I bless the rains down in Africa." Shiny Eevee popped up, and I caught it. And then later oh, on, Fanny was, and then even Fanny was like, "Hey, have you? Did you? How many uh, shinies did you catch?" I'm like, "Oh, I caught like." X amount of shinies, and then she's like, "Yeah, I was like, yeah, I think I just need to bless the rains down Africa more." Because what happened? Another Eevee popped up. Listen, I, I'm not a big religious person, but I think I think Africa by Toto might be my religious experience. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. So fair. we just so we just kept uh, t- every time we want a uh, shiny to show up, we just said, "I bless the rains down in Africa." Like the whole day when we're out there, we're just humming Africa by Toto, Weezer, Ninja Sex Party, whomever. And then a shiny would pop up. Good use of whom? I like it. I, yeah. confi- I confused my coworker today because I was like, "Look, Nirvana did a cover of Africa by Toto." Oh, oh. And he was like, "That's not Nirvana." I go, yeah, and my Nirvana. Kurt Cobain joke from last week was bad. Man, I know <laughs> nothing about these fans. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend's terrified that uh, our first dance at our wedding will be Africa. <laughs> now that you know me, she better get ready for oh, it. Oh yeah. But uh, other than that, was good. Uh, oh, I hey, finally. Did you did you ever oh. pause Wreck It Ralph? By the way. Did I pause it? Yeah, because if you pause it, Chris Hardwick shows up and starts talking to you. Oh, no. That is a real thing on the Blu-ray, guys. No. Wait. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Every time you pause Wreck-It Ralph, Chris Hardwick comes up and starts talking to you about the movie. I paused Wreck-It Ralph before. He never did that. Mine was just on my computer, so no. Why? I don't know. Is that on the Blu-ray? Yeah, it's on the Blu-ray. Oh, that's That's what I just said, on the Blu-ray. Do you see now I don't buy Blu-rays, guys? Now I'm tainted Well, I only have the DVD, but also something I also got last night, which also got me excited. Avengers. No. Oh. Hold, hold on, Ben. Mm. Let's let's get. I'm sorry. I'm just really let's upset. Let's get yeah. through this for a minute. <laughs> I hate Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he comes up and he starts talking about the movie. Man, I, I can never pause that movie. Yeah, you can't. You literally cannot pause that. Good movie. thing the movie's so good, you don't want to pause it. Man, yeah. they'll be like, oh, God, I love Wreck-It Ralph and I own it, but I can't pause it to go to the bathroom because it's just Chris Hardwick. Just turn it up talking. really loud. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like multiple segments that every time you pause it, it t- comes Lord. up with a different segment. Talk it, Ralph. Oh. Disney. Anything else, Ben? Bad. Well, I got my NES Classic finally. Yeah. Took me like a year and a half, but I got it. Was it full price? Yeah, okay. sixty bucks. It was. Okay. It was. I went to a GameStop to try Ooh. and find a Sonic thing, and I walked away with Mega Man X. Yeah, and I think sixty bucks. Yeah, it comes with like forty games. That thing's sixty bucks. Yeah, dude. Thirty. That's still a good. Oh yeah. Sixty good. bucks for thirty games. No, no. <laughs> 30 NES classics, and if you find those games in the box or at a decent cartridge of those, those will easily run like 100, 200 bucks. Especially some of those. Uh, like those Mega Man 2, I've seen it go for $300 at a used game store. Oh, wow. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got that finally. Sorry, your voice was funny. <laughs> no, I got that finally. <laughs> I was doing Robocop. <laughs> I got that, and now I have an NES classic and a Super Nintendo classic, and it makes my retro heart happy. I'm glad. Went for that N64 classic. <gasps> so am I. And I feel so at peace living in the area now. I'm glad you're yeah. here because 
now we can all be here together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have you on the phone, to be honest. That's nice. Oh, really? Oh, wow. No. <laughs> a, oh, come on, that's guys. A sudden and personal he'll be, attack. He'll be in the <laughs> next room talking. Just in the bathroom. It'll be so much easier for the four of us to go to Taco Bell I now. Can't, I can't mm. ask Ryan any questions when we live at the place. I'll have to text him or call him. Yeah. Throughout the I'm, I'm still not used to seeing him in person. Because he's a puppet. Because <laughs> like I just saw Christopher Robin, that still meant messed with my brain. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, it's a puppet right in front of me. Yeah, wait till you see Happy Time Murders. We got a weird ad for we the did, Meg, but did. we didn't get a trailer for the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, that was we just weird. got a hey, turn your cell phone off. I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been a second trailer for that movie. Yeah, same. I think because it's rated R, they're just like that first one's enough. <laughs> there wasn't a second trailer for the Meg either. That didn't surprise me though. Um, yeah, because all the moments were in the trailer. She honestly, because that trailer, like if that trailer didn't hook you, nothing ever was. Yeah. Cause like the the uh, that oh, trailer is, there. that trailer is genius. Uh, the way that they use all the killing and and cut together with the uh, the song is oh yeah well done it's yeah it's pretty funky. I I they were never gonna do better so yeah. Is it funny that I had sushi for dinner last night? No. Okay. No. Wait wait let me th- wait as in hilarious? Oh, no, maybe. Well, I, I if had you had sushi before we saw the Meg, maybe. But you have statue of Did you have shark fin soup? No. Oh Bad God. Ben. No. Bad Ben. If you did, I Shark did not. Bait. Ooh, ha, ha. Should we? Should we be laughing? Throw our laughs. Because it was a funny joke. Yeah. Funny joke. Ha ha ha. Okay. I think it only deserves like the golf clap of laughter. Just ha 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 ha. Tommy was so laugh. Ha ha. ha. I'm snapping right now. That's my. What are we even way? doing? I don't. Are we know. doing a podcast? No. <laughs> We're just talking. I've lost track of my life. What did you do? Where's the Brandon? Yeah, we don't need to talk about my. Life. Um, let's move into our, our our show then, guys. Is it B and B time? It is. Uh, Airbnb. Who, uh, who wants to order? Well, I think Ryan does. Oh, yeah. oh. Mm, check please. Oh wait, no, that's when you're done. <laughs> and here's your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> to... Oh, oh okay. sorry. What are you doing? I was doing a jump. He solo. dropped the bread. Sorry, I dropped the bread. <laughs> I forgot to say I was. I started reading the Meg. Oh, which that... is just Meg. The yes, novel. it's just. It's, it's Meg. called. It's called Meg. Meg, a novel of deep terror, is its mm-hmm. full original God. title. Um, but we're not here to talk about that yet. Yet we're here yet. to talk about DC news. Oh, we I gotta are? go. Well, yeah, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> This is not the upsetting news this week. <laughs> no. Oh, we didn't watch. Never mind. Oh, it's too late now. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about him. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good at this job. <laughs> Speaking of the Meg, Ruby Rose. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's news. Has been cast as Batwoman. She's great. Yay. Yeah, I think we're all pretty excited about that one. I think. We are. Uh, Sparks? I liked her in Meg. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. sure. Yeah. She has an I actually accent. liked her more on Shark Week. Mm. She was on Shark Week? She was because she's in the Meg. Oh, so fun. she showed up for, to talk about she's Shark a, Week she's on a cool, Shark Week. She's uh, a cool assassin lady in uh, John Wick 2. She I was awesome re- in John Wick 2. Yep. I really like her in John Wick 2. Um, I mean, she's. I have not seen John Wick 2. She's, she's, she plays a, a deaf assassin and she uses sign language. Ooh. A mute assassin. No, it just. Really ooh. Deaf. No, she's not deaf. She, she's mute. She's mute. Does okay. she kill with sharks? No. no. Oh. That's she John Wick 3. She kills with sign language. I want her always associated with sharks. But the point is, like, she's done like a bunch of cool action movies, so like, she's 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 got the physicality to be a superhero. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, she's, I she's also, um, she's queer. Yeah. Then the character is is a, is a lesbian. Yep. Though a lot of people were saying they should actually have, you know, someone like her play this role, and she she's the best fit yep. for that role. CW's two for two now for casting uh casting outside the regular. Which yeah, is good. I think so. Yep. I I think this is a good get for the CW. Might not be a great get for Ruby Rose. 
But it's a steady gig. Yeah. I mean, she could elevate it. Like she's she's good on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Well, question. Ray Gustin wasn't a very good actor when he first started. And I don't. He got I don't. I don't see how this wouldn't be a good get for her. She's really excited for it. Well, like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, like uh, career-wise, like it's, she's going from major blockbusters to a CW show. show. She's also doing it immediately. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, she could have just not had anything come up after Meg. It's true. That's that would have been a bummer. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I she, think she's fine. I mean, the CW shows are beloved. So she's in a uh, she's she's using an American accent in uh, in the Meg. Yes. Uh, so a little bit of a taste of what she's going to sound like as Batwoman. Oh, I know. I am Batwoman. Sometimes. Yeah, she's. Uh, oh, it's right. stuck. It's stuck in there. Yeah. That's right. She is Australian. Yeah. yeah yep. She. Uh, people are like a lot of people are like complaining that she doesn't have red hair. It's like a you can dye it. B Batwoman's costume uses a wig. Yeah, mm. a big awesome wig. I oh, was yeah. gonna say yeah that she could just have a wig. Yeah. yeah she mm. also has she also has like a short pixie cut red hair. Yeah. But then she puts the wig on and yeah. it's longer hair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ruby Rose is kind of perfect, I must say. Yeah. She uh, posted a thing um, on Instagram. She said, the bat is out of the bag. I like that. I get it. Uh, I am beyond thrilled Wouldn't and Wouldn't it be honored. the bat is out of the belfry? Shut up. Ooh, uh, spicy. I'm also an emotional wreck because this is a childhood dream. This is not, This is something I would have died to have seen on TV when I was young, a young member of the LGBT community who never felt represent- represented on TV and felt alone and different. Uh, she was just on Jimmy Fallon. And um, she started crying like on air because she's like, sorry if I get emotional. Like I'm still processing that this is happening to me. Mm. So it's really cool to have like, hey, man, you, if you want to play a superhero and you get to play like the like the one mm-hmm. that like represents you. That's really cool, man. I saw someone criticize saying that she's not Jewish and that that's dumb. Don't worry about like, that. I, I, I feel like I am a, an authority on that sort of and that sort of thing. OK. Uh, being Jewish myself. Sure. Um, who, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? It's a religion. Who cares? I don't think Rachel McAdams is Jewish, and she played a, a lesbian on, on Disobedience. Oh, my favorite movie, Disobedience. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring up lesbian. You did. I did. So thank you. Just for our longtime listeners yes. to know, that's what we're talking about. Yes. Um, I yeah, I think she's great. It's yes. unfortunate that she's been bullied off of, tw- off of social media. Yeah, it happens. Um, but as we talked about in our fandom is the worst episode. Fandom is the worst. You, you see, I disagree with this statement, but sure. Which part? Which part? Fandom being the worst. Fandom is the worst. It's not. No, people in the fandom are the worst. Fandom gives me happiness. I was actually at work when one of the producers at work told me about this. <gasps> Scoops. Um, so Doom Patrol. Well, it's not a scoop, but they, 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 he saw that news headline. He was like, "Oh, look, this happened." <laughs> I got a secondhand scoop. <laughs> <laughs> secondhand scooping will kill you guys. Don't oh, worry. I would know. Um, Doom Patrol has cast uh, Cyborg. Okay. Um, Joyven Wade? I don't think that's right. I think it's, another name. It might be, might be Joyven. Wade. I feel like actors with crazy names get get uh, announced for these things just so you can read them. Probably because like anytime we read it, we get like Mike Johnson. Yeah, and you yeah. Get, like sure, good morning, play good morning. <laughs> Although, right, <laughs> <laughs> there was that one time you and I did the E3 predicting episode, just the two of us, and you were looking at names, going, "Man, now I know how Brandon feels yeah, with no, these yeah, names." Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that one monster in God of War Five? Yeah. Joy Joyvin Wade from the first Purge. From this year's the first Purge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um, has been cast as Cyborg. Um, DC Warner Brothers released a statement saying the Vic Stone is the charming and sarcastic half human, half machine superhero Pause. known as Cyborg. Okay. You said charming and yes. what else? Sarcastic. Wow, like Cyborg should be Justice League. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I just wanted. Wait. To... Wait. Hold on. Okay. You don't remember? Booyah. Alfred, I, I, I. <laughs> Vic may be connected <laughs> to every computer in the world, but this, but he struggles to maintain the connection that make him human. Despite uh, dis- desperate to gain acceptance from the outside world, Vic harnesses the the curse of his cybernetic body and uses his powers uh, as the ultimate hero for the digital age. So here's the thing: 
Why won't they just put Cyborg on the mother effing Titans? Okay, yeah. See, Are you I was kidding gonna, me? I was yeah. going to ask you, Ryan. I was no, going to ask Cyborg you specifically. Cyborg is not tied to Doom Patrol at all. No, I know he's not. I was going to say, do you think he's better suited by being here or being on the new Titan show? He's better suited for... Hold on, hold on. But I want to ask you, yes. would you rather see him on the Titan show having now seen what the Titan show looks like? No. There you go. Well, Doom Patrol is a spinoff of Titans. Yeah, and it and Doom Patrol has always been super wacky. Well, kind of like Teen Titans. Like, it's never been this grim and dark. So like, if it's a spinoff and it is this grim and dark, that's fine. But when you say that cyborg line, that doesn't sound like the Justice League cyborg. That sounds like the Teen Titans cyborg. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Like- and it makes sense because the Doom Patrol are a bunch of misfits. And Cyborg, in a way, is a misfit, being like a robot man. There's a character named Robot Man on the team. So it makes sense that he's on that team. Uh... I wish he were on the Titans. Just put him on the Titans. But if this is where we're getting him, it doesn't. It, it works for me. Just put him on I'm, the Titans. I'm kind of holding out a hope that maybe Doom Patrol will be a better show than Titans is looking like to me. You know, I'm I, so guys. I'm but, so but scared. I, for I, I do think I would like Titans more if Cyborg were there. But I also think Cyborg would look like junk if he were on that show based on. Can look worse than Justice League on Titans. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually. Kinda... He will actually actually look worse than Justice League. Justice League had a higher budget. Man, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm actually kind of hoping that Doom Patrol does do a little bit better than the Titans. I'm not wishing bad on the Titans, on the Titans show. I really do this hope... This just in, Ben wishes bad on the Titans TV series? He put the death note. He put Teen Titans. Like Black yeah, Spot. Yeah. He yeah. Black Spotted the oh, Titans. Oh, no. Is, no. That, is that part three or part two? That's part two. Okay, cool. It's part two. Okay, I'll allow it. That's part two. But it's also national, uh, not national treasure. The Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> treasure, treasure, plant, treasure Island. Treasure Island. Jesus. Yeah. There you go. But... I really want Doom Patrol to be good because I really like how, like, especially DC Universe, they're bringing up their lesser-known teams. Like, we got the Doom Patrol, we got Swamp Thing, and now Swamp Thing, like, even in Teen yes, Titans the team Go. Swamp Thing. <laughs> team, 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 team Swamp Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But even in Teen Titans Go, did I say Team Swamp Thing? Oh, he said Team Swamp Thing. <laughs> Teen Titans Go, when we saw that, Swamp Thing got a lot of screen time, more than we thought we would. The challenges of the unknown. The challenges of the effing unknown. Challenges. <laughs> I think I we're think... going to miss the movie. <laughs> the motion picture. <laughs> we're so. saying challenges. Oh, dang it. But Swamp Thing got a lot of play. Now we're getting this awesome sounding TV show, which I ooh, pray to the plant gods of below or above that it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said from below or above. I have something wrong with my ears today. Um, he he, he kind of tripped around some I, words there. Yeah. yeah. So, but I really hope Doom Patrol is really really good because I like these lesser known teams ga- going in the spotlight and being like, "Hey, we're here." We're it's like, yes, we Doom, have the Justice yeah. League and Teen yeah, Titans. Yeah, never getting a movie. Doom Patrol True. is straight up their Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it is their crazy myth. I was yeah. gonna say like that's it has, what it should be. It has more to prove. Yeah. For itself, like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy did, and I want it to because if you know if it fails, nothing Doom Patrol related will happen ever again for a while. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas Titans, like there will still be Titans stuff. Yeah. yeah. Even but if like, Titans sucks. But like Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a great thing because who cared about the Guardians before two thousand? Whenever that movie came Everybody out. Everybody who wrote it. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The four of us. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> no. But nowhere, no, no, nowhere near as many people. Guardians exactly. Of the Galaxy. That's what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't yeah. even know the Guardians of the Galaxy were James a thing. James Gunn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Praise yeah. I didn't know about the Guardians of the Galaxy until the movie came out, and yeah. then I started reading all these great Guardians books. I'm like, oh, hey, That's they actually kick ass. Oh, which Guardians books have you read? Has, was it just the one just I the did one, for my yeah. book club? Just yeah, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Hey, it's, a, it's the it's, best one. It's a good one. It's a good one. I just picked up Annihilation. Thank you. I really want to read it now. That's like the best cosmic yeah. Um. So yeah, Um. man, Doom Patrol, like, 
after that Titans trailer, it made me a little more uneasy on the rest of these shows because they're definitely more characters that I really care about. Especially Swamp Thing. Especially Swamp Thing. Uh, but like, it's too early to tell. Even Young Justice Outside just kind of looks, kind of looks a little. I'm little still. Cheap. I'm still. I'm, it's, I'm it's fine easy, with cheap. It's easier to hide it with, in animation than yeah. it is in live action. Absolutely. Uh, but I did notice a, a little a little drop in animation. Fraser Crane being in the show makes me really happy. But I forgot Fraser, about that. Uh, not Fraser Crane. What's his name? Fraser Crane. No, what's his name? Kelsey real? Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. He's Fraser to me. I'd I'd be more uh I'd be fine if Titans and unfortunately Doom Patrol both were letdowns. Yeah. As long as Swamp Thing was good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah if that's the that trade off, I'd rather that. That's the most if any of these shows have to like kick the bucket, it's Titans and Doom Patrol. It just makes sure Swamp Thing is good. Guys, no, not good. There's Great. a guy named Negative Man who who's wrapped the re- like he's like a mummy and like he's like he's like energy. It's just wrapped in like mummy and he unleashes it. It's great. It's That's cool. cool. He is cool. He's a negative man. Well, you guys like the TV show Supergirl? Yeah. Yes. This is not that. Oh. So Supergirl, you somebody you saved me. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> Supergirl's getting a movie though. Not Melissa oh, Benoist. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated to the TV show. Sure. I'll believe it when it's actually um, got a trailer. This is the other. This is the. This is the weird one where it's like someone forgot to remove this picture from the dartboard because it's got a TV show. <laughs> they were just like. Oh, I guess we're doing it. No, what happened is Superman and Supergirl were like right on top of each other, but it missed by like that much. And I was like, guess we got to do Supergirl first. So it's Supergirl is getting a movie uh, written by Oren Uziel, uh, who recently did, uh, we know, uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. Uh, but it has but writ, uh, written 22 Jump Street. Okay. Uh, all the Mortal Kombat stuff since the Mortal Kombat Rebirth. Um, uh, little, all the little YouTube stuff. YouTube stuff came yeah. out. Uh, ha- the, his script is currently the one they want to do for the remake. That's fun. Uh, and is uh, coming out with Sonic the Hedgehog, the cool. live action movie okay. that we've been talking about. Yeah. We'll see. Well, that'll be our test because they're shooting Sonic right now. Yes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So Supergirl will have Sonic the Hedgehog in it? Absolutely. Dude, it's, instead of the Flash racing Like a team-up movie? Yeah, instead like, of Flash and Superman. Can you imagine Sonic racing Supergirl? Just like Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw was in the Meg. Can we be honest? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to go see that movie? A like, honestly, even if 100%. it was a travesty. 100%. I'd yeah, right. That's the 22 Jump Street Men in Black crossover we're not getting. No. Never getting. And Brainiac and Dr. Got, Robotnik got, team up. You've got every demographic. <laughs> like no, really? Who don't you? Kids, have? hedgehogs, super people, <laughs> women, 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 men. Well, super people, women are super. Kids, you said kids. If you put Shadow the Hedgehog, black people. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm definitely cutting that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have to. Everyone knows why I said that because Sonic Team when he's the Black Hedgehog, give him a game with guns. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. That's not my fault that they did that. No, blame oh, Sonic no. Team. Uh, Spider-Man, guys. Let's go to Spider-Man. Yeah, let's go to Spider-Man. <laughs> Sonic the Were-Hedgehog. <laughs> wait, wait, real quick. Does anyone yeah. actually think the Supergirl movie will happen? No. 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 Can we please get Henry Cavill in a freaking Superman movie, please? Yes. That Thank poor you, Ryan. Boy. Yeah. That, yeah. Poor that, wasn't, that wasn't funny. <laughs> I thought it was real because I didn't click the article. Yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, no, I really no. didn't. And uh, it looked like Ryan, the Hollywood Reporter. Ryan, Ryan accidentally sent us all a link. Not <laughs> accidentally, but he sent us all a link yeah. that was actually a Rick Roll that said Henry Cavill was leaving... Uh, yeah. Superman, and we all yeah. bought it for about a second. It yeah. was the, yeah. and I was like looking at like, okay, what's 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 the Hollywood Reporter's Twitter handle? It's at thr. Okay, what is it? And I looked yeah. at the picture at thr film. Uh, this you is a, a jail. Use a joke account. No, I saw that right when I woke up. So luckily, there's like 20 other messages saying, "Ryan, how dare you?" Something. <laughs> oh, thank God, this is fake. Yeah, you passed the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Anyway, Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh, the other boy. red and blue. Uh, superhero. I like Spiderman. We we uh, we saw the, uh, the the Venom trailer on the big screen. We'll get I to that in a moment. Oh, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home uh, has recently cast Sam Jackson and Kobe Smulders. Yes. How they're dead? 
Well, I think so. Is Spider Man? <laughs> so is Spider Man. <laughs> Wait, so how are they filming this movie? <laughs> is there something they're not telling us? <laughs> well, if Christopher McFeely, well, yeah, yeah, like if, Mar- if Marcus and McFeely <laughs> had anything to say about it. Yeah, They're don't dead. you know everybody's <laughs> dead for good. No, I'm so excited because one of my favorite things that ever happened in Ultimate Comics was when Nick Fury showed up to recruit Spider-Man for for the Avengers for, for like prep training as a hero. Yeah, and uh, man, that was that because that was uh, that was that was the first appearance of Sam Jackson's Nick Fury. Was it in the Ultimate Comics? Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, that was the first time he ever showed up. And so the fact that they're finally doing this—that's really neat. Heck yeah, that's super cool. So heck yeah. Um, I I was I said I said to you guys like I, I truly think that Sony is doing this without Marvel giving them like the go ahead because it's still their movie. It's yeah. their movie to market. It's their movie to pay for. It's their movie to what whatever. Marvel only has a creative control over it. So I feel like they're like we're doing Spider Man. We're doing the next Spider Man and, Ke- and Kevin Feige's like, ah, can you let us get Avengers four out first? God yeah. Damn it. No. Oh, you mean like how they're saying that it's happening? Yeah. I don't know that they're that bothered with it, to be honest with you, because it's not like they'd be able to hide it very well. Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out so close to Avengers 4. Sure. We're going to be seeing trailers before Avengers 4 is sure, out. Sure, but I certainly think of the casting. No, I get that, but I mean like... Nobody nobody thought Sam Jackson was done being Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Nobody thought that, because he said, I will do this until they tell me I can't. <laughs> and he'll never say no. Right, yeah. exactly. He's going to be old man Nick Fury. I hope so. He will probably, literally, he will be most likely the actor who stays the longest in the MCU have of I, all of the actors who have yeah, ever probably. been cast. Have I told you my what I wanted them to do on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Bring the real Nick Fury in? I wanted them to bring in David Hasselhoff as That'd Nick Fury. That would be great. I would legitimately <laughs> be okay with that. And then have I Sam really Jackson would. just go, we, I replaced you for a reason, David. Papa? I, <laughs> Papa. I wanted so badly Sam Jackson just go, Dad, what are you doing here to David Hasselhoff? That's, I would I'd really be okay with that. Sam Jackson, I think, might actually be old. No, I'm I'm very happy to hear this because Maria Hill and Nick Fury have not gotten enough play in the most recent Marvel films, and I'm very stoked to hear that they're sticking around. Especially Kobe Smulders, like Kobe Smulders and Maria Hill has been underutilized. Yeah, is since she hasn't really been very Maria Hill, to be honest. Yeah, and and so this is a perfect film for them to get to stretch more of that. So I'm really stoked that they're they're showing that they're going to keep those characters going. Like even when we were reading our book club, Secret Invasion last week, Maria Hill had a decent amount of play in that book. Heck yeah! Even as I was reading, it's like. Why can't they make Maria Hill do this in the movie? I know Kobe Smolos can do this shit. She is such a badass. She is. And she's kind of just like, I'm a second in command. It's like, no, make Maria Hill do shit. Yeah. She should have been the lead on S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. Um, or at least a constantly recurring. Yeah, mm-hmm. the director. Certainly the director. I'm glad Shield. for the amount that she did show up, at least. Me too. Thank you, um, Kobe. All right, so this is this all comes from, quote, insider sources for the most part, so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, however, there is no reason to believe this is not true. Smoke um, fire. So apparently Sony's um, Spider-Man universe. Hold on, can I get my sigh out early? <sighs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we've been, it's got to no. be a lot longer than that. <laughs> we've been calling it... It's apparently been I've been sighing since Venom was announced. It's apparently been tentatively just called the Spider-Verse, uh, even though they have a movie coming out called, uh, called Into the Spider-Verse. But now Sony has officially dubbed it Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters. May I uh, have my uh, traditional UG? Sure. Uh, cool. Did you choke on that one? I th- a little you bit. choked a little, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. All so right. you know that th- that's their name. Uh, Wait, can you repeat it one more time for me? Sony's universe of Marvel Su- characters. Sum- the S U M C. Sunk. 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 Yeah, it does sunk. You know, as in they're sunk. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, so this joins the world of DC, the MonsterVerse, and uh, the Dark Universe. And, 
the Dark Universe, uh, and the Hasbroverse, the MCU. That's not officially named yet. I'm just ta- I'm just saying the official no, name. I know. Ones. I'm just thinking all the dumb ones I can. Uh, so yeah, boy, the MCU got the monster. got real lucky. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. The MCU was a fan name that they adopted. Yeah, it's a good one. I think you should do that. All Adopt the time. your fan. Adopt names. the fan names. What would you call the like the, the Sony Spider-Man universe? The SSU. Stupid. I would. A mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so Venom will be PG-13. That is actually official per variety. Cool. Uh, before we go on to anything else, because there's plenty to talk about in Sony. That was the most disheartening news about this movie I'd heard so far. Yeah. Because at least when I thought maybe they would give it an R rating, I was like, you know, if they at least fully commit to a hard R horror movie with Tom Hardy being Venom, I, I could probably still enjoy it even though I'm upset about everything else around it. This kind of guaranteed I'm not going to get even that. I respected it if it was going to be a hard R film well, yeah. and like go for the horror At least they and would try to have their own Logan. Right, or, yeah, yeah. And, and like try to really go for that and have faith in it. Nope. But then they're like, not only are they like, it's PG-13, they're like, it's PG-13 because we're hoping we can get Tom Holland eventually and if we are, then they won't we, let us. Can we, can we borrow a Hawkeye, please? And uh, yeah, they're also not Fox. Fox has always been willing to take those kinds of risks where Sony has proven they're not. Uh, Sony's been trying to make a to make a universe like this since Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, we mm. all do. One one of us likes it. And now they're like, oh, they didn't like it when we put too many characters in one movie. Now everybody gets one. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Spider-Man. <laughs> right. So Venom will be PG-13. Um, Thanks. I hate it. And uh, all <laughs> all of their films will be PG-13 for because of what Spark said because they're hoping to tie it into the MCU in some way. And, and look, can we just no. Here's the thing. No. Ryan and I have talked about this at length. Um, yeah. Venom might make it make money and, and be profitable for them. That might happen. It's low enough budget. Kevin Feige still won't make Venom part of the MCU because of all these other things that they want to do. And he's like, I'm not going to say that every single movie you guys ever approve is suddenly going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe when I have no control over it. He's not going to do that. He might have been willing to do it for just Venom. But he's not going to do it for all of this. There's no way in the world. It'll never happen. This is a dumb idea. I don't know who at Sony is smoking a lot of pot. Navy Arad. <laughs> but and is uh, running with this idea. Avia He's like eighty. And has been pushing this for like the past twenty-five years that we need to have a crap ton of these Spider-Man films because he thinks he has the definitive answer on Spider-Man. Well, I don't know if you heard, but they have over nine hundred Marvel characters. That was the other thing that I was going to say <laughs> is that yeah, Sony has the rights to over nine hundred characters. And I want to say I didn't actually know there were nine hundred characters in the Marvel universe. Dude, we're talking about literally the lowest of the lowest. Like, oh, Jim from page thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. Man. We're like, talking like every single minutia of if Marvel what said they that, had because they would of say Spider-Man. seven million. <laughs> Because yeah. literally any character matters. Right. Right. So so they apparently have the char- have the, the nine hundred. There is no like faggy figure to this. There's no like person running this. No, we know. It's it's all it's actually run by so these producers that I'm about to name have like one or two movies that they're working on and none of them are in a lap or overlap. Uh, as far as like uh jobs go. Amy Pascal we knew. Uh the worst. Uh Palak Patel, who is actually might be the source. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I couldn't find uh, a source. Uh, Avi Arad, b- longtime of, Spider-Man man, bane of most Spider-Man fans' existence, and Mac Tolnock. Now, Amy Pascal has Silk and Venom. Um, Palak Patel has Morbius and uh, or Silver and I Black. I think Scorpion? Silver and Black. Oh, you mean oh. Silver 
and then black, which right, that's the other thing. <laughs> Silver and black is going to be now split into two films. Hold up. So the Raiders are having their own movie now? <laughs> Bad football joke. I'm sorry. I, I, get I it. you know, I actually got it. You got it. I, I that was that it. was. Okay. I did get it. You're sharp. Thank you. Thank you. So we will be getting a Silver Sable and a Black Hat movie, uh, somebody, but they are not one movie. Somebody sat there and went. We need a Silver Sable and Black Cat movie, and I thought that was insane. I remember Somebody us talking now about that. sat there and went, "Nah, they need to be individual movies." What's crazier is, it's like they had this script, and it's obviously not good enough to get made. It's like you know, why don't we just rip it in half and then start over and make just e- that's so bad. I hate it. I hate what's happening. <laughs> because that's the thing is like I can. Acknowledge- Did you just know that there was a jackpot film in the works? By the way, who's jackpot? You're joking. No. What's a jackpot? Jackpot was introduced in Brand New Day, and everyone thought it was Mary Jane Watson. Yes, I did hear about this. I didn't know this. Hey, can we go back to our young Aunt May uh, spy movie? <laughs> Remember that? Oh, During yeah. Amazing Spider-Man era. Can we go back to that? Look, I'm not going to rule that one the out. The spy who anymore. thwipped me. Uh, now I really got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a migraine just okay, hearing about but, this. But here's, here's the worst, the worst thing. Because because the Sony universe of shithole stuff is happening, this ruins our chances of getting Craven into the MCU ever. No, no, o- no, 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 no. Uh, all we need is either Venom to tank, yes, which might happen. I don't know, dude. It might not. There's a good chance it won't, but it might. Yeah, it still could. It could be so bad that that first week is profitable and then it drops like Justice League did. Right. That could mm-hmm. happen. But it, barring that. Whatever one comes after Venom will flop. None of these have the weight they need. Yeah. Come on, in this market of things, especially now that DC's stepping up, nobody's going to spend the money to go see Silver and Black or Morbius. No, no, no. Silver. Yeah. And then Black's next week. Yeah. Look, remember, remember a couple months ago when we, maybe a couple months ago, when we said that if DC keeps going the way they were going, they could single-handedly destroy the, the superhero genre? Not anymore. <laughs> now it looks like Sony will do it. I right. think the people at DC are like, yeah, we're not in trouble anymore. But Sony, Sony can't afford to push it for long. True, so no. that's the thing. Whatever comes after Venom, it will flop. And oh, that's it. Yeah. It's dead then. It's over. But then we got to wait how much longer until they just have to read... I mean, yes, you're right, but maybe by then they'll give up on the live-action thing because the other thing is they have Spider-Verse in their wheelhouse, and that's an animated film, and I don't care what you do there. You could do anything. Do whatever you want with the Spider-Man films there. Make a franchise there. Leave the live-action stuff alone. Let Marvel Studios guide the way. um, Like Into the Spider-Verse is like, yeah, we don't care what you do with animated. Go for it, and that's the movie that looks good. Exactly. Instead of all the studio mandates. And And I'm sure that one will make money. And, and I'm sure that one will be great, and we'll get a sequel. Eyes. And they could just run with that. A couple more things real quick. Uh, so they will be experimenting with different budgets, which is kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, they were looking for more female directors. That's good. Um, and everything hinges on Venom. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so is, uh, go, You go first, Ben. You've been I, picking up your drink and putting it back down. Because I have to talk. <laughs> yeah. I really hate what Sony is doing. I really despise it. And you know what also hurts? I talked, or I was listening to a friend of mine talk about how because the news broke up about the Craven the Hunter movie that we talked about last week, and he said, oh my God, Craven the Hunter would be an excellent movie, and I wanted to smack him upside Wait, who the is head. This? A friend of mine who shall remain nameless. Is he a comic book reader? No. Kinda? No. You know who it is. You know who it is. Oh, okay. But I was like, no, dude. I was actually telling him exactly, I was like, why do you what do you think Craven? He's like, oh yeah, because he could be a he could hold, do hold his own movie. He's like, no, the reason why he's in the Spider Man universe is because he wants to hunt Spider Man. Spider Man is the catalyst for Craven coming to New York because he thinks Spider Man is the greatest prey ever. Hey, how long do you guys think we're gonna get until we see a J. Jonah Jameson movie? 
Oh God! Like, I love Jake Jonah Jameson. I mean, my honest answer is it'll never happen yeah. Yeah. because these things won't work. Yeah. Exactly, they're not going to. So this, when after they said everything kind of rides on Venom, you know what this reminded me of? The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Hinging your whole universe on one movie, hoping it does well. Hey, you know what? Not even Marvel did that. No, because Marvel was smart. Well, Marvel said, hey, let's try this. Oh, that worked. Let's try this again. Oh, that also worked. Hey, we can mix this together. But with Venom. Wow, you mean building something? Wow, plant, plant. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hey, you know, Tom Cruise's The Mummy flopped. Yeah. That's what I mean. Does Venom look that much better? Does it really? But people have more association for Venom than an old mummy. Uh, Yeah, but they like Tom Cruise more. They do like Tom Cruise more than they like Tom Hardy. I don't know. People love Tom Hardy. Tom Cruise is a ban- is one of the few bankable stars left in Hollywood. No, that's true. But people really like Tom Hardy. No, but look at it. Like America likes Tom Hardy. Like they like him fine. Mm-hmm. China loves Tom Cruise. You're right. And the Mummy still flopped. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Did the movie play in China? Yeah. It I had to. It had Tom Cruise. Supernatural though. China doesn't allow supernatural films. But it had Tom Cruise. I might have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless. I just hate the fact that we're getting a Venom movie without Spider-Man. I still absolutely hate it. Again, and here's the thing. He filmed the cameo as Peter Parker. Yes. That you said it might probably get cut out of the movie. Probably. So I'm like, you know what? You I'm know willing what, to put money on it. You know what scares it. me more than anything is that- Has that ever been officially confirmed? We saw him on set. Yeah. There's set pictures of him, dude. Yeah, but I mean, like, d- does that mean he filmed? No, but it just- Could have been Red Herring. I, I, dude, they they need Tom Holland. Like that's what this is what I'm really scared of. They filmed a five minute cameo, a two minute cameo, and they'll use him that one c- single scene for like a second in the trailer. So people think Spider Man is in the movie, and then then that make, thing makes a billion dollars. Because if you think Spider Man's in your movie, everyone's seeing it. I've seen great Photoshop uh, images on online where Venom has googly eyes. No, well that those are amazing. Those are amazing. But it's Venom choking out Iron Suit Spider-Man with the classic Venom symbol on him. And I'm yeah. thinking, this Photoshop looks awesome, 10 times better than the oh, one there's that... There's so many great Photoshops that have been going around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, it, it, it's, it's, this is what we were talking about with DC. I feel like, yeah. Remember when, yeah. Remember when, when, Marvel, when Sony actually made a smart decision? Remember the last time that, Mar- the Marvel, that Sony made a smart decision? When, when they gave Spider-Man to Marvel? <laughs> where they gave Spider-Man I mean, when their, their emails got hacked so they had to? Yes. Oh, hey, North yeah. Korea. Could you just hack Sony again? Hey, Seth Rogen, make the I'd love to see their emails right now. I know for a fact there are secrets that Amy Pascal has that you have not found. Try again. Secrets, secrets are no fun. Let's move on. Okay. Smash news happened this week. Only if Sony moves on first. Yep. All right. All right, Ben, Uh, you start. I got the article. This is you guys. All right, so we got Nintendo Direct (laughs) on the 8th of this week, and holy crap. Did Did you look at any of this, Sparks? You, sp- you, like, you like Smash, right? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm sorry. I was looking yeah. at pictures of Venom with googly eyes. It's oh. good. It's so good. <laughs> Can we make that our, our, head, oh. our photo thing? I kind of I kinda do. But so we got two brand new characters, a few Echo Fires, but let's talk about those brand new characters first because yeah. a lot of fans have asked for them. Simon Mother Effin Belmont from Castlevania. And here's is, something. Here's a controversial question. Do you say King K. Rule or do you say King Cruel? Cause I, I say King K rule. Because it's King Cruel. It's King Cruel. It's not, but that's what I say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the guy who made him from Rare, he posted on Twitter. If I knew that this guy was gonna be in Smash 25 years ago, I would have come up with a way better name. Because I just thought of this in five seconds. Oh. <laughs> so there is no <laughs> real name for him. He just made that up. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. So those are the two confirmed brand spanking new fighters. Uh, Richter from from one of the other uh, Castlevania games. He's Simon's Echo Fighter. Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Or Symphony of the Night, whatever. But holy shit! So the castle, so we got to see the Castlevania stage. It looks beautiful. 
there are so many hazards that stage that you, will you watch act, it? Yes. Cool. That will act as bosses and even freaking Dracula will show up, but we don't know how he's going to so how, he, how it's going to happen. Another thing real quick, there's an idea that there's going to be a boss mode because you see you yeah. see him you see somebody attack Dracula. You do. Uh so that means there could be like a boss thing, which is going to yeah. be really cool. Well, not only that, speaking of bosses, you know who else is added as a boss and also as a assist trophy in a uh, uh, Smash Bros? I got it all right here, but you name it. Rathalos from Monster yeah, Hunter. Yeah, from Monster Hunter. Yeah. yeah yeah, I'm I'm uh, hoping that there's maybe six or eight more of these kind of announcements, and then I will feel like this is a good Smash sequel. I think there are, because I remember watching a video saying, or it was a leak from, once again, a leak from Reddit, and this YouTuber got a hold of it saying, hey, take this with salt, but this we might get some decent Smash links. There weren't characters by far, but they were like code names. Okay, so this was pretty much everything in the announcement. You got Simon, and yeah. you got uh, Simon, and his, and Richter. You got yeah. uh, King K. Cruel. You got uh, Dark Samus, which is an echo of Samus. You got Krom, yep. who's an echo of Roy. Which is a huge thing for me because Krom was one of my favorite characters cool. in Fire Emblem Awakening, and I'm happy you could play him because you could play his daughter, Lucina. There is 103 stages. Each of them come with their normal form and also a final destination form. Uh, Omega, Battlefield, and um, they're the one that has. you can turn the hazards on and off. There are 900 tracks, 28 hours of music. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some real quick cool stuff, if I could find it real quick. Zero, Mega Man Zero. Yeah, or- I got it. So I got Zero from Mega Man X, Knuckles from Sonic, Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid. I love you. Sh- uh, Shovel Knight, the Moon from The Legend of Zelda, uh-huh. Rathalos, and Crystal from Star Fox. Are all going to be uh, assist trophies. The yes. Rathalos will also be a yes, boss yes, yes. that you can fight. There's a 32-person tournament mode. Uh, every I- single map is going to be played for uh, four to eight players. It's- so uh, guess what? We're going to have ourselves a fake dirt tournament. Basically, Suckers. Brandon... You know how I was kind of hesitant about my me thinking this game was going to you know, be what I wanted it to yes. be? If they keep doing announcements like this, I thought it was just going to be that. But they keep releasing so much shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, when they say ultimate, like, they really actually might yeah. mean ultimate. You, you and I are in agreement on this. So yeah. if, if a few more announcements like this come out, then I'll be like, okay, no, this is the actual they dedicated even, sequel. They even said there will be more announcements later There's on like down the pipeline. There's like 70 characters Good. right now. That's Oh, that's too many. No, you know what I loved in the Nintendo Direct? They added, like, you, we have that big panoramic poster of all the characters, right? Yeah, they keep adding them. They popped up. Yeah. So you, so I'm pretty sure now people are, like, scouring that poster. like, where are the other empty spots? Because yeah. they, they did say that they're going to release all the characters that are going to be in this game. You can't unlock them first, but the cool thing is all the stages yeah. will be unlocked from the get-go. You don't have to, it's like, say you get the game, you pop in, but you really want to play that Castlevania stage. You got it. You don't have to unlock Simon Belmont first. You can just go straight there. That's kind of the problem I had with some of the other games. Like, it took a long time to unlock some stuff. Yeah, it's like, really cool. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I want to play on Green Hill Zone, but I have to wait, like in Brawl, I had to wait to the very end of Subspace. Uh, like, I had to play nine hours of Brawl to get to Sonic and to get the Green Hill Zone unlocked. We're excited about Smash Brothers. Thank you, Brandon. Yay. Thanks, Brandon. Yay. Appreciate you. Hello. No! Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Master Chief will be a lead character in Halo, which is kind of neat because I thought they were going to avoid him. I really thought you were about to segue and be like, Master Chief is going to be a new character in (laughs) Super Smash. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me now. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were we were talking about like like what the hell is the show going to be? Is it going to be like Gotham City Central where he's I mean, in the we, background? We knew you had to have Master Chief, and I'm just still wondering if he's going to be like main main. Character I mean, even for Unto Dawn, heavy Master- heavily relevant character. Yeah, yeah. like for Unto Dawn, that had Master Chief, and that was during the end of the of the of the series slash movie, however you want to put right. it. Right. Uh, I had a discussion with a friend of mine about Halo Infinite, which kind of ties to the te- television show that it's like, because uh, we were talking about how we both think that Halo Infinite's going to be open world, mm-hmm. and Most that likely, and yeah. that we're like. How 
you've got to do a lot of story work for that to work with a character who talks as little as Master Chief does. Bro, do you know how many first-person open-world games are where your character doesn't talk at all? No, I know, but uh, it, if it's if it's going to be as involved as we want a normal Halo story to be, yeah. then they're going to have to step up some way to compensate for it. And the television show would face a similar problem if uh, Master Chief is, the, in fact, the main lead character. Yeah. Um, because you know it's a part of his persona as we've perceived him that he talks very little. Yes. So how how they'll come Cortana will be and the because main lady. and then, and if he's not talking, it's very hard to read how even, he feels about anything. Because even Dread talks more. We yeah. just don't see his eyes. Yeah. Right. I am the law. Yeah, you see his mouth, and that's a that's a good looking mouth. Yeah. Carl yep. Urban. So I, I mean, I'm glad Master Chief will be part of it. I just I hope that it's handled in a way where where we have a character that we can actually connect with because it, it, you can't make an audience of a television show connect directly with Master Chief. There has to be something else present. Cortana! Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we don't normally talk about these sort of things, but the Academy Awards had some big news this week. Well, real quick, Red well, Dead 2 trailer had a, that came out and looked real good. Also, real quick, Doom Eternal. Doom Paternal? Uh, paternal? Eternal. Mama Doom. Doom Paternal. <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> you said real quick and then proceeded to say that the slowest way you possibly could. Because it's Doom. Doom and I love Doom and I'm so real quick. excited. Doom. We're going to sing. Have you seen the Doom songs? Uh, that's all. A lot of cool video game stuff this Those week. Those games look cool. Yeah. I cannot wait for Doom. Continue, Brandon. Uh, so the Academy Awards had some big news this week. Um, the first. Snore. Sorry. Go on. So the Academy Awards. Um, uh, we're big fans of the Academy Awards for the most part. Uh, I think. Th- I do enjoy four. going to that party every year. I think year two of us are big fans of the Academy Awards. Um, I like awards. Yeah, me too. I like hanging out with my friends and watching and yelling at the TV when people we like win and screaming at when people we don't like yeah, win. Yeah, well, we might not be able to do that anymore. I like when people who get recognition that I feel is deserved get it, and the people who don't don't get it, then I'm upset. Cough, and that's cough, about dry. the extent it goes to. Cough, it. cough, dry and peel, you deserved it. Okay. So some of the less popular awards... Will be shown during. Will not be shown during. Whose opinion the, is that? Because there might be ones that I really like. Yeah, I'm thinking visual effects. I'm That's thinking cinematography. Wow, the ones oh. that like, already get shafted the most. You mm-hmm. kidding me? Sucks. Disappointing. I'm. I'm thinking like they're talking about the, the main ones, like best supporting actor, blah 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 blah, blah whatever. Yeah. Um, some of the less popular awards. Um, best editing, best uh, sound mixing. Best I care about that stuff. Um, I they will, they will be shown during commercial breaks, but not to the audience, obviously, not to the uh, viewership. Uh, however, they will be compiled later and shown after the broadcast. As long like. as I could see it, I just I want to see it happen. Yeah, I want to see the people get the awards yeah. they deserve. So Man, I got to can... really edit that uh, that sheet I made. Yeah, oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, then probably the most controversial one. Yeah, uh, actually, I'll say that one last. Um, more? Yeah, so the 92nd Oscars are going to be shown earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, so they were currently slated for February 23rd, but now they are slated for February 9th, 2020. Um, and, and that is probably because they want to put it in between the big award shows and not after the big award shows to kind of avoid the um, uh, the award fatigue from, an yeah. audience, from the audiences. All these are to try and get more audience p- to watch the show because... Young people don't care about the Oscars. Viewership was very down last yeah. year. Young people don't care. And I don't think anyone wants, wants to cancel the Academy Awards. 90 years been yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. 91 now. No, it's got to make it to 100. Then end it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Relaunch it. Oscars, Lest you number you tempt one. the devil to rise. <laughs> All new end Oscars. It. Um, uh, Oscars rebirth. Wait, yeah, so the, the, the I'm just kidding. The 91st Oscars uh, will still be shown on February 24th. So a lot of these changes look like they were going to be happening on the 92nd and not the 91st. Even though that's still so far away, do you think like they're already in production for whatever this next one is? Like it's too late to do it now. This is the, the so this is the one that's probably going to start at the 91st. But yeah. again, 
could be the 92nd. Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. Which they had at the original Oscars. Yeah, the very first Oscars they had this. Uh, and it didn't work, so they got rid of it for the next year. Yeah, because movies uh, should be The movies. Academy Awards have teetered on this one for a while, even nominated best uh, popular films like Inception or Dark Knight. I was going to say, I think Knight. The Dark Knight is like the first real comic book yeah. thing. I mean, uh, Star Wars was nominated for a oh, for, right. for Best Picture. That's a, oh, also, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Tron, Tron was actually snubbed an Oscar because um, the Academy said, oh, you used computers. You cheated. You can't. Well, that, was, vi- that was Best Picture. Well, that was visual. Yeah, that yeah. Was, no, I'm talking that's about different. Best Picture. Is like, so the, the Academy have nominated large motion pictures for Best Picture before. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Disney, the animated one. The animated Beauty and the Beast, Up, was nominated for best picture mm-hmm. hell yeah um so now we will have a new category 25th category and there are, gen- there are 24 categories right now the 25th category the golden at- gold category at stand a standing achievement in popular film um what makes a film eligible how films will win and other key details have not been diverged probably because they don't know how what i mean what's it gonna do box office it feels ratings just, it's just like like people had an uproar for wonder woman people had an uproar for black panther I don't think Wonder Woman should have been nominated for Best Picture. Regardless, like it's 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 a very large movie that had a big push, and the, I think the Oscars would benefit. Logan was snubbed. I'll say that. Yes, Logan. Yeah. There you go. Logan was snubbed. Yeah. It got a screenplay or something. It did. Best yeah. adapted screenplay. But I'm kind of torn because that should not have been in that category. It should have just been in Best Screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. It was not directly adapted from any not specific thing. Um, it was mostly they, original. They yeah. they they consider comic book character. Uh, I, I'm kind of torn on this because I really want I think some comic book movies do deserve recognition just because they're not artsy fartsy 60s yeah it's 60s melodramas about like family affairs or whatever doesn't mean they can't be a good movie mm-hmm. so like I want like I think I think Black Panther is one of the best movies of the year here's the thing Get Out yeah. was a very popular film yes was nominated yeah it was, it's also it's a really good movie yeah right. so that's the thing so what, what so would that now be considered outstanding achievement in popular film I think so that's wrong. I agree. Uh, that's wrong. I agree. A Quiet Place got very popular. Yeah, I agree. Would that be in the A Quiet Place deserves Best Picture not. That's the thing. Like, what what's differentiates? Exactly. That's what sucks about this. Because, like, a movie should just be a movie. You have ten slots yeah. to nominate Best Pictures. Thank you. Thanks, Dark Knight. Thanks mm-hmm. to Dark Knight. Throw in a couple popular films. Yeah. Also, a lot of times, they don't even use all the slots. They have they one don't. or two. And I'm like, guys, clearly there are some good movies you could have chose, but it's just old farty acad- academy people. But that's, yeah. not the, that's not the case anymore because the governor's board now has people like Jordan Peele and ha- Hathaway. I it, bet has, they're... it has for ever since uh, the Oscar So White thing. After the Oscar So White thing a couple years ago, okay. they put in a ton of like younger generation filmmakers. I think we're slowly starting to see that more. But we, I... You definitely saw it with the, with the last yeah. Oscars. A ton but... of popular films were nominated. Yeah. Can, can Blade I... Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. Would this go in that category? That's like my favorite movie last year. I I would be more into the Oscars in general if they were based in a system where they can select all the things in the slots, but then, you know, everyone got to vote on it. I know that's kind of American Idol-y, but, like, it's, I feel like things get awards, and it's, it's like, who's judging this kind of thing, and, and why... I, that's why I kind of don't care because a lot of times I'm like, okay, something I thought deserved it got snubbed, and I have no power but, saying, yeah. but, but to say to contribute to it. But the problem with that is... The general public doesn't see films like Call Me by Your Name or even Blade Runner three billboards. Three no, I billboards. get you, but that's what right. I'm saying is like you lock it into its, you lock them into their slots and, and oh, then you mean you, just, you lock the films in and then you have the public vote on those exactly. Films. Like I it's see. not just a free for all. You have your selections mm-hmm. and then and then it's a vote. I see. 
because because I'm like, why why do we just trust like who just arbitrarily picks these and then they get to decide that this is the winner? Like I don't understand. I don't that. always agree with the Oscars, but I don't want it to turn into like the Golden Globes where it's just like a, that is literally a popularity contest a lot yeah, of times. Sure. I so so like it'd be nice to have a nice. Or the MTV Movie Awards. That's just a joke. Ooh. I don't, yeah, yeah, that's just yeah, a joke. I, <laughs> Best Kiss Award. I don't give a shit about the MTV. Awards. But that's what no. The, that's but, essentially what this is becoming. Popular. Yeah, film, actually, because yeah. when you said that the popular film, it actually because I remember back in 08, I was watching MTV Movie Awards and say, hey, you picked the best movie, and of course it was twice. Twilight, Dark Knight, Avatar, whatever. And I'm thinking, any person with a brain could realize that The Dark Knight is vastly superior than all these movies. And of course, Twilight won because it was effing Twilight. Best kiss. But, but uh, and I don't love the, the free-for-all vote idea on once the selections are made. I don't love that it's a public vote idea, but the thing is, my problem is that even with the now more included younger people on the board and everything... It's, it doesn't feel representative of how most people feel about the films, regardless of how we feel about that. It doesn't feel representative of how the public feels. It's just film snobs and how mm-hmm. they feel about them. Yeah. And I don't, like, why would I care? Like, lot, I can like good movies, but, like, I also like a lot of different kinds of movies, and the Oscars rarely reflect how I feel mm-hmm. a movie has done. The people the people voting, uh, I don't rem- recall what... what guild they have to be a part of but i think it's all the guilds i think everyone who's, who votes yeah, has all to be of part the, of the, all guilds. the film related guilds yeah because i know people in the screen actors guilds and they get to vote yeah the writers guild and directors guild i think all of them as well as the board of governors and the and the people part of the academy themselves right so it's mostly just people in the industry that get yeah. to vote mm-hmm. and the problem with that is that a lot of them and i know this uh, a lot of them will just vote for projects that their friends aren't even maybe lightly involved in even if they're not involved in that category sure Man, it was either it was either it, I think it was the year Moonlight and La La Land came out. Like half the people were like, were like just like, yeah, I didn't see Moonlight. Yeah, but like it still won because it was awesome. Thank God. Yeah, no, that's but that's the thing is like sometimes the Oscars will show you like oh hey Moonlight won Best Picture. I should go see Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. like it's, things like that. I because probably would not have gotten seen Shape of Water unless you guys were ta- were talking about how good it was. And you also, see a Guillermo movie. Well, also Guillermo. I Dude, didn't know that. Yeah, I know, but I didn't Dude. know. I didn't realize, dude. Us, dude if you, t- dude, would Toro, you guys dude. shush? <laughs> if you guys left out the part about Del Toro and said, "Hey, there's a movie about a fish dude who falls in love with a girl, and then they try to break him out of some secret government thing in the in 1950s Baltimore," I'm like, "All right, it's the opposite that kind of, the of Little Mermaid." Like awesome, actually. It's the Little Mermaid. I'm like, okay, that's that sounds cool. But then the second you said Del Toro, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna go see this movie because Del Toro's my boy," and of course I love it. But then you got movies like Moonlight, and it's like, cool. What is, it, what is it about? And then, and that's, that's, it's about that's growing what, it's up what, in the hood as a no, gay but that's kid. What, that's what the that's what the mass audience sees. Like, oh, Moonlight. I never saw Moonlight. Yeah. I don't care. Thing I saw is, La La Land though. Part, and that that's a good point of like why I I'd be concerned about popular vote even once the selections are pre-made. But the thing is, like everyone in the guilds, they get sent all of them that are selected for yes. it. They get sent copies of them, but they don't always have time to watch all of yeah. them, mm-hmm. even when they are sent free copies of them to watch. And so they'll either go with the gut, go with something they've seen before, or they'll go with something that they know somebody involved in it. And that's it. So there, there, so there's nothing really uh, fair to sure. it. But okay, but we've been talking about this. But I don't think the answer to fix this is adding this category because it makes right it. I made the joke earlier. It makes it. It's like it's separate but equal. Yeah. It's like, hey man, we'll nominate this fun action movie, but it's not a real Oscar. Right. That's the thing. It's I, not. That's not. It's fair. not the real best picture. Yeah. It's like that's some bullshit. You want Black Panther to win? Yeah. It's not the real real best, best picture. picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But again, that's the thing. Like, but you could nominate Black here's Panther, ca- Oscar-nominated film, Black Panther, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Do yeah. you care? Nobody gives a shit. I guess Star Trek Beyond. I guess Star Trek Beyond. Nobody yeah. gives a shit what Oscar that was. But they can say now, Suicide Squad, Oscar-award-winning film, Suicide yeah. Squad. 
Yeah. Crazy. No, because uh, Black Panther should absolutely be nominated. And if it were nominated into this other category, uh, then they get to lift whatever, and let's be honest, whatever white drama piece they decide to make One the winner of the best picture, percent. but put Black Panther over over there. Separate but equal. But Get Out was able to be nominated for best picture. So you could say best picture nominee, yeah. Get Out. Yeah, but that but Get Out would be in this in this category now. Yeah, yeah. Best uh, best popular picture nominee, we guess. That's like, like, oh, what's the top ten box office? Oh, that's to right. me, the, the and then what's the what's the what's the what's the rules? Best box office, best ratings, best. What? I don't know, but to me, this still seems like best a bunch of tomatoes. a bunch of old film snobs getting together, going, oh, let's see a look at the comic book films and. Like oh the 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 Blade Runner twenty forty nine would be in this category, buddy. Exactly, which hurts because that movie is damn beautiful, and I love that movie. You right? Yeah. <sighs> it's just weird. It's a weird. It's a Did, weird thing. I'll still watch the Oscars, but just hearing about this, it's like hey, this look, is all stupid. I do a party every year, mostly not just because I like watching the Oscars, but because I like watching the Oscars with my friends. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I'll I will continue to go to that party as I just as wish I, it, I just wish it was more representative of the. The, the more open pu- public consciousness sure. about films. That's what last year was trying to do. I know, I know, but I mean, like, it's just, it just feels like it, it can't seem to step into that direction fully, even with adding this category. Right. It's like, nah, not quite the right idea, guys. Oh. Right, this this category is the one that is actually a step backwards from what they did last year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, we're moving on to a couple of trailers. Uh, let's start with uh, Maniac. Okay. What did you guys think about this one? I love Legion. So Maniac is the new, um, what's the guy's Kerry name? Kerry Fukunaga. Is it? Yeah. Oh, what's the middle name? Fuji? I don't know. Uh, but Kerry uh, Fukunaga. <laughs> all right. Um, he's doing a new limited series on, on Netflix, uh, which is basically a miniseries with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Uh, oh, Jonah Hill, Spark's favorite actor. Yeah, I, I wish I liked him more for it's this. Okay. He's, got, he's lost a lot of weight. That's not why I don't like him. I don't. I, it's not Carrie that I don't like him because he was fat. Joji, Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Yes, Fukunaga. I, I I don't I don't care for him as a person. Yeah, that's fair for the most part. And then I not I'm not fond of his acting either. I'll yeah. allow it. I yep. used air quotes on acting, by the way. This looks all right. I mean, no, it looks really cool. Yeah, it uh, looks like a like a crazy crazy mind science fiction show, and I'm into it. I will probably I like Emma Stone. I will probably I watch this around the time that I watch Carbon. Ultra Carbon. Oh, I forgot about that show. Which is definitely after I finished the Marvel Netflix shows. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Ben, how do you feel about Maniacs? It looks good. Do they do they dance on the floor? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do they dance if they wanna? That's, that's a that's a different, that's different movie. That's Devo's whip movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Alright, well how about the Nutcracker and the Four Realms? I like Nutcrackers. Buddy. What? It's gross. That's the gross. That, of all the things I said on the show, that's the one. No, it's this. I really like the visual style of this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like Alice in Wonderland, I like the tra- I like those trailers, and those movies ended up being real bad. Sorry mm-hmm. if you like them. Yeah, I like I, the first one. I'll be I, honest. That's fine. The first trailer? No, the first. Was the first movie. The first Alice in Wonderland movie. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Um, I find it to be quite enjoyable. I mean, I know there was new stuff in this one, but I I kind of uh, sympathize with Ben over there because uh, I I this trailer doesn't add a lot of new to me to make me want to see it. Yeah. I it, I want to see it based on the first one anyway. I mean, I had to really think hard. It's like, what about this trailer is different from what I saw a few months ago? And it's there like, is a oh, lot of the same footage from the first trailer. Yeah, but one. it's a lot less Karen Knightley in her very squeaky voice. Yes. A lot less Helen Mirren. God. I can't and wait a, to hear all that. The entire and a lot more of Morgan Freeman. Yes. But the whole time I wasn't listening to Morgan Freeman, I'm sitting there going, I've By seen By the way, the that's, w- that's w- what I exactly I said to him when he was like, I saw this trailer. And I'm like, no, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I said exactly what he yeah. said. But still, I'm just- A lot I'm, of credit, honestly. 
and credit you shall have. Thank you. But I'm watching this thing going, I feel like I've seen this trailer once before. And oh, I couldn't sure. even listen to what Morgan Freeman was saying. I don't know if it's because my volume was too low or what, but I'm like, what? Because Ryan was violently burping all the way through. Oh, I thought you were going to say violently masturbating. Because <laughs> that's my go-to joke. <laughs> well, that was only for three seconds of what we were talking I'm <laughs> oh, so sorry. No, I love it. No, deeper, harder. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of these Nutcracker I, jokes. I, I think the visual style of Nutcracker looks really great. It does. And um, I'm, I'm waiting to see the Rat King. I've been waiting to see the Rat King since D23 since I know we, what it's going to be. And I'm we like, saw, come on. We saw rats, but we didn't see the Rat King. See a crown. It's gonna I, if it's what they said, then it's gonna look so cool. However, I why well, I do get credit where the credits do to the music team. I do like how they incorporated the, the dance of the sugar plum fairies in yes, there, yeah. which is of course the the one song that everyone knows from Nutcracker. It also incorporated the thing of hey, let's turn a popular song into a slow slow uh, acoustic uh, yeah, version. Yeah, it did. Every it trailer did. does it. Every trailer does it. Yeah, we're in that phase right now. What was what was the movie Ring. that recently had a trailer in it and it used oh it was a battle, battle no Alita Battle Angel and it oh. used a new divide but you only hear the new divide lyrics like oh. two lines and it's some new yeah, yeah, slow yeah, yeah. female singer version it's all of them no yeah. thanks what's the next trailer that has a slow song in it Slaughterhouse Rules oh, oh that doesn't have a slow confu- song so in it so the reason I was so confused because there's a book called Slaughterhouse 5 written by Kurt Vonnegut uh, and I was like what the hell is Kurt Vonnegut doing with a movie out and then it's like it's not even close to that. Looks really good though. It looks, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a monster battle royale. Demons with a in a school in a boarding school. It, I think this looks really great. It looks tonally as fun as um things like attack, goosebumps. Uh, I was gonna say attack the block and I love um, I got attack the block vibes. vibes yeah, 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 attack the block and uh, <laughs> attack yeah. the block. <laughs> also got uh, some vibes of like say um World's End. Yeah, or is that I don't know too if you've far? seen a uh, Final Girls, but it, it's that kind no. of like turn on tone i feel yeah. um final There's girls is a uh kind of kind of a comedy uh that's a love letter to um specifically friday the 13th but like 80 slasher films okay like survivors club what's it about um in it uh so the main character is um the youngest F- Faminga sister and she uh her mom dies uh, and Spoilers. she was an actress, and she was an actress in this 80s slasher film that's very much like Friday the 13th. Um, Thursday the 12th. And she, she passes away, and a couple of years later, she is asked by some friends to come to like the anniversary celebration screening of her mom's film, and then a fire breaks out in the theater, and they go running uh, behind the screen, and instead they run into the film. And uh, she reencounters her mom. That's kind of cool. But her mom is the character. That sounds and awesome. And they're sounds they're like great. living in the the slasher film and like knowing. Was, yes, it's very good. Hell yeah! I, I'll show awesome. it to you guys. I own it. It's very awesome. Cool. Think, you should all watch Final Girls. You've never told me about this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's really great. Came out like uh, uh, last year, I think. Wow. Oh, hey wow. guys, don't go see Slaughterhouse Rules. Go see this movie. Yeah. Also, this is the first movie from Nick Pegg and Simon Frost's production company. Nick Pegg and Simon Frost? Did I really say that? Yeah, you yeah. That. I feel so Simon cool Pegg right now. Simon and Nick Frost? <laughs> yeah, that's what wow, I said. yeah. Man. I'm, having, I'm having an aneurysm right now. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't no, peg the, that one. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a little really cold good. in here. Don't give me a frosty look for that. Oh, boy. Oh. I already said it's cold in here. Um, let's, uh, shall we get into our topic then? Yeah, let's m- <laughs> move on. Okay. All right, then I guess it's time now for our review this week. We are talking about The Meg. Now, full spoilers uh, from here on out, if you have not seen this film, really it doesn't matter. You've seen the trailer. Ooh. Oh. Shots That's fired. Harsh. Let's get some initial thoughts, guys. Uh, I'm going to go to you last, Sparks, because you read the book. That's fair. Uh, ben. Shut up, Meg. And that's There's your one. There's my one. 
There's my one. Shut up, Meg out of 10. Recommended for Family Guy fans. For reference to earlier, apparently I accidentally made a Family Guy joke. You did. I didn't mean to. <laughs> you said, the I Meg said, who dumped me. The Meg, Meg the shark who dumped me. I didn't wasn't thinking about the fact that Mayla Kunis was in The Spy Who Dumped Me, and I was just making it's funny Full circle. Family Guy titles. follows us everywhere. Yeah. All right, but, so. uh, but, but reality... Eh. Also, why'd you waste your one? I why'd don't you know. waste you s- it? I well, don't know. No, I you see the shark about as much as you see Megan Family Guy True. these days. So, <laughs> oh really? I'm not watching it. I don't know. I'm not watching it either. But I assume if you're watching given, Family Guy, don't write in because I given, don't care. Given yeah. when I dropped out of Family Guy, they seem to be like writing her in less and less. Yeah. I, I don't think Mila Kunis likes being on that show anymore. I've I've really never cared about Family Guy, anyways. But never. This has been your Family Guy spoiler special. <laughs> Honestly, Love I was you, really hoping for like a fun shark summer movie. And I got parts of it, and then I yeah, did man. it, and yeah, then man. there are parts that I actually I did get a few jump scares, which I was like, ah, damn it. Yeah, man. Jump scares, the cheapest form of scares. And also- um, Not when y- done right. right. Fair. But also, damn you for having me watch to, having to watch a baby humpback whale get eaten by a shark right in front of me. Oh, mm-hmm. I actually have- That's in my notes. So I, we'll mean, uh, I mean, so uh, F you guys, or not you guys, but the- Whoever decides, like, hey, let's put this scene of this cute humpback whale getting Heals eaten. Me. Heals me. All right, Ryan, your, your initial thoughts? It's fine. That's it? Yeah. All right. Sparks. You didn't go. Well, okay. You said I was last. You're right. I always forget about me in the, in the rotation. <laughs> no, you just like making yourself last. Go. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I um, I'm I'm about halfway through the book. and I'm very happy you're reading it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and I have no ulterior motive to reading it, none whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and hint, hint, next week. It, it's 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 very much like a, like a Crichton-esque novel. It's very much a Michael Crichton thing. And I said it before. This movie, this adaptation of that novel, which I I understand people don't know it's a novel probably. Um, this is is if the first adaptation we got of Jurassic Park was Jurassic World. So it, it takes yeah, out agree. it takes out everything, most everything from that book of the, the science and all that, because uh, it's a really well thought out book, and just tries to do a dumb shark movie, but fails in both capacities. Yeah. So when, oh go no you sorry sparks yeah, you can first. Spark, yeah. sparks. Um, I'm gonna try to mostly talk about this as as the movie without me thinking about how I feel about it really. Yeah, so the book, Ben and I have not end. have not read the book. Right. Brandon's halfway through and Sparks is a big fan. Uh yeah. Um. So oh, can I re- actually, be real quick, can I read this quote from John Turtletab? Sure. Turtletop. 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 Um, I like three of his movies. <laughs> quote, before we started, oh, I was reading a newspaper, by the way, in a Starbucks. I just wanted to put, to put that out there. It's reading a newspaper in a Starbucks. All right, Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was a was a re- was a interview of, of the Meg. Before we started, I said, great literature usually has something like a giant shark representing in, in an allegorical way some part of the human psyche that needs to be battled. Can we please just make a shark movie in which the shark is just a big shark? He laughed. Everybody gave me a big thumbs up and said, please. That's the quote from the newspaper. You failed, go sir. Ahead. Go ahead, Sparks. <laughs> um, now your initial thoughts. Good day, sir. I mean, fine, yeah, do that, but don't make it an adaptation of a novel that's good. Yeah. If you if that's what you want to do, man, screw that guy. <laughs> wow, I hate that quote. <laughs> Clearly a guy who never read the book. Um, Jesus. Are anyway. still out of the screenwriters did? Yeah. Uh, Spark notes it. Uh, Not you. The actual Spark notes. But um. Middle name is notes. As as a movie, I'm I'm torn in the sense that 
man, even without the book stuff, I just know things about You're sharks. You're a huge that make shark, me, shark fan. I'm a fan of movies. sharks, so like uh, that's what made, drew me to the book in the first place. And so every time Shark Week is on Discovery Channel, you're just glued to the TV set? Every year that Shark Week happens, I record every piece of new programming and watch it. All right. He's a shark fiend. Yeah. And I, every year they try to hunt for a megalodon. Mm. I, I could tell you some some new facts about sharks we learned this year that are insane. Give me but one. I'm, just one real quick. Okay, real okay. One. Real no, this one. is a great I'm actually, one. Okay. I'm actually very curious. Give me okay, one. okay. So we found Don't out. give me one. I'm they found, they <laughs> found They found great whites in an area who, by, by studying them, they found out that they have not only matching genetic patterns of the same female, but the exact same male, and they were born seven, seven or something years apart. Which means that the same great white mates got back together to have another uh, litter of, of great whites. That means that great whites may in fact be monogamous. Whoa! Isn't oh. like, we never knew that. Isn't that like like dolphins are like one of the only? Or what's, there's like some species that's like dolphins like, are like one of the few species that, they like that co- don't cohabit. Well, orcas. Yes. I think orcas too. Orcas they're, too. They're yeah. monogamous. Mm-hmm. No, yes. The, but like I think the, 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 what you're trying to say is uh, dolphins are one of the few species that uh, have sex just to have sex, not just for procreation. Sorry, I, I sorry, I meant the opposite. I meant like so, uh, not many animals like have like a mate. Mate, mate for that's life. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Mate yeah. for life, and there this yeah. is an implication that possibly great whites do. That's, that's awesome. That's intense. Wow. At, wow. Least, at least one pack. We There's also like great whites have different patterns and behaviors in all different regions of the world. So in this one region, that might be true. It might not be true of all great whites across the world. That's a, that's an interesting fact. <clears throat> now that your credentials are verified. Oh, yeah. That's actually, that's actually very cool. Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm... Um, as just a fan of sharks, I'm disappointed about some of the ways that they handle the science ideas behind sharks, especially when I know there's a book there that had those answers for them. Um, it was very easy to do certain things right. Uh, I think one of the most basic examples would be shark bodies sink. Um, they don't float, so all those sharks floating at the surface when they've been defined should be sinking. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, but much but like the but Meg the fin, does the fin, later. The, the fins film. are cut off, so they're, it's lighter. Nope. That's no? Not how it works. No? Right, uh, anyway, um... <sighs> they're, they're not made out of blubber. That's the that's why. Initial thoughts on the movie, as just the movie, is that um, I wish that the characters who were unnecessary had been trimmed down and consolidated into better arcs, or that if they were un- ultimately unnecessary, that they'd been shark food, because um, that's why they're there then. Uh, if they have no necessary importance to the plot and the story, then they're there to get eaten, and they didn't, some of them, and that bothered me. Um, yeah. I would say we spend too much time whenever a character is eaten to take it because it takes itself way too seriously after a character's dead because we spend like a good five minutes being like, they're dead. Oh my God. What is my life going to be like without them in my life? And I was like, let's go punch a shark. Oh, it's the Meg. Yeah. Um, I don't like, uh, I, I don't like Do all the, all the like taking its time to pander to China it made me feel like they never had faith in it in the American market anyway. They open in China I don't and have then a, for like a second. Shanghai. I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with like it being set in China and like ha- utilizing Chinese people and trying to appeal to that market. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just like I shouldn't be aware of it yeah. while I'm watching it's, the movie I, so fragrantly. I said, Blockbusters I said this, recently, you can definitely tell. Yeah, but I, I love Transformers Age of Extinction. I, I said um Iron Man three he very much filmed sequences that we didn't get. Only yeah, they only showed it in China. So, uh, so when Tony reason. gets his arc reactor taken out, it's like it was like in a Chinese uh, hospital, and they filmed like an entire extra scene. Yeah, like, there's, there's a few extra. That. There's a few extra scenes. Yeah, where, it's crazy. Where, uh, in, for the Chinese audiences, and so, but that so the Meg is if we had gotten that cut of that movie. Yeah, yeah. 
is what I was trying so to say. So here's 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 my thing about this movie. As someone who doesn't know anything about the books, sure. Um, you told me this is a a very scientific. It's not a big summer blockbuster movie. Like, I mean, it has a giant shark, but it's very it's very rooted in science, right? Yes. Okay. That's so, what I wanted. So here's the thing. It should it it still kills a lot of people. Yes, you can have both. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And and I, that doesn't mean trying to be mean or anything. No, I get you. Uh, uh, but like. It it fails on the high high science that I expected. Sure. And then the shark violence is almost non-existent because it's PG thirteen. So there's like almost no blood in this movie. I go to shark movies to see people get eaten. Almost nobody gets eaten in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people actually has got pretty high kill compared. Count. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, see, no, that we see. That we see. It's, it's low. true. It's pretty low. Um, well, I want to well, real quick. I want to actually real quickly touch on something that Ben was saying. Um, you said something about the, and I just want to touch on this in the beginning of the, of this before we get too much into it because I'll forget. But what you said about the whales—that's emotional manipulation. Yeah, it's oh, absolutely mo- emotional manipulation. It's it, it's the same thing. It's the Jurassic same con- World. No, it's it's the same concept. If I, if I showed you a pencil, told you that this pencil's name was Sally and broke it in front of you. It's the brontosaurus, whatever it is, at the end of Jurassic World. No, but, but it's, it's you you mourn because you're like, well, oh no, now Sally is it because you have a connection to it. They named those whales specifically to kill them so that we would feel sad that they killed the whales. Hey guys, I knew mm-hmm. immediately those whales were going to die. If you shark, didn't, if you didn't name the whales, I was actually really hoping they wouldn't. But truthfully, if you don't name the whales, nobody cares that they die. They might as well be called Death One and Death Two as soon as they said something. Yeah. I want to get science nerdy for a moment. Please, I love yeah. it. No, if, if, a megalodon, if a megalodon attacked humpback whales, um, it, if we assume that it works the same way as uh, most sharks do, it would have attacked the the back half. If you notice, like the back half is the part that was left. Mm-hmm. It's the back half it would have taken first so that the whale couldn't swim away from it. That's just their instincts. Mm. But this is a shark with with an attitude. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, a street shark now? No, it's Jaws for the Revenge. But oh, yeah, that, I mean, that that actually really bugged me, and all those jump scares. I don't like. You on got the, a shark movie. On the scale of scares. things that bothered me, that's not one of them. And the one particular jump scare that's my favorite, because something I did like about this movie is that, and I wish there was more of it in the film, is that it used the idea when it did, it did it well when it used the idea of isolation in the open ocean and deep dark water. Yes, but I like you. that that you can't see and low visibility. Those are all great no. things that don't get used a lot in shark movies because most shark movies take clo- take place close to the beach. Mm-hmm. I love that they tried to get that that feeling because that's that's the scariest part to me about sharks is is open water, you can't see very far, uh, and it's just you're there by yourself. That's the scary part. Did you ever know that Eli <clears throat> Roth was initially attached to direct this film as a rated R big budget film? Yes. That's... I, I would have liked to see that movie. He but was, and for a while, that's why he was uh, hosting Shark Week. For two years in a row, he was hosting Shark Week because he was on boot to make the movie. I wonder if he dropped it because he couldn't make it rated R. That's exactly why he dropped it. Oh! But yeah, he, he dropped it because the studio didn't want to make a $130 million rated R film. I mean, I get he it. He would have made it faithful to the book. I believe that. Well, to talk about earlier, because Ryan, you were talking about you want to go see a movie where sharks, ge- where sharks eat a lot of people. Yeah. And we don't see a whole lot of blood. Well, let's be honest. That megalodon, you could just like easily a human could just go like right through its jaws, and you don't see anything yeah. happen. Which but I, man, it's a shark. Movie. But yeah, I That's would like. I, I also would like to see a little bit more violence, maybe a little bit more blood too. But the thing that actually really, really bothered me a little bit, well, the whales too. But that damn scene with the with the shark poachers, it bugs me so damn much. And it now, really does. You keep bringing it, it up. Does. Why? I don't know why. It's like it's Is it like there's a two on the nose. I guess so. On the fin? Because, oh, wow. I mean, you can leave now. Okay, bye. <laughs> I mean, if I, he really wanted to hit it, he would have been like on the ampullae of Lorenzini. All right, now I really got to go. Oh. Now you got to go. Yeah. 
Sparks. Sparks. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that part bugs me. But another part that bugs me was also the very beginning of the movie. Sparks were supposed to be fakes. Sorry. The part, the very beginning of the movie, where the the where um Jason St- Jonas Jason Statham's character is doing a deep sea rescue dive from a broken down sub because the sub was attacked by something. Thank you. And it turns out that it was a oh, it was a meg because here's my problem. Twenty minutes later, they say another incident happens like twelve thousand meters down, which is really effing deep. This is not twenty minutes later. This is twenty minutes later in the film, not in the course of their 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 time in the uh, right right yeah. Twenty minutes later in the film, it's not like. Oh, 20 minutes later, got to go back. Yeah. No, so 20 minutes in the movie, it's like, hey, we have people who are 12,000 meters down. We have one dude we know who did rescue at 11,000 meters down, and this is below uh, the climate, what was that thing called, Sparks? The thermal climb. The thermal climb, which is apparently a... Uh, it's a sea cloud. It's, it's like a sea cloud that separates freezing cold water from nice warm water. So so the way, the reason, here's what that is. Um the thermocline exists only in places where we where the heat vents are there because of the tectonic plate motion on, uh-huh. on and that creates things like mm-hmm. in the Mariana Trench where we yeah. have all these heat plumes and everything. Mm-hmm. The only reason the thermocline exists there is because at a certain point the heat from the uh, plumes can't penetrate how cold deep water is supposed to be. Any other place where those heat plumes aren't existent, it's just cold water all the way to the bottom. Yeah. Because it gets colder and colder. Mm-hmm. It's only where these tectonic plates have made yeah. that motion. That's where the thermocline exists because it's this this pen this deep layer of cold water. Oh, yeah. That separates to me. That separates those plumes yeah. and the stuff above. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about the opening of the movie is that we don't know where he is when that happens. We, we do. We, could, we do know where he is. He's in the Philippine Trench. Oh, do they say that? Yeah, do they, they say it, that? it actually pops up. It says Philippines Trench. Okay, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know where the thermocline layer would be because it doesn't necessarily have to be the Mariana. The, didn't they say the Mariana Trench? No, no, no. Well, the, the if it's the Philippine Trench, it's not the Mariana. Well, no, the movie starts well, off. The in movie, we, the movie, the where we see the Meg is in the Mariana Trench. No, it's not. Yeah, oh. they, it is. No, no, no. They said they said that they were referring to people think that the Mariana it's Trench the is the deepest part of the ocean. Yeah. But they're saying that the, wherever they are, they think is the deepest so part they of the ocean. The location. Because oh. the Mariana Trench wouldn't be off the coast of China. Yeah, yeah. it's off in the middle of Pacific Ocean. But, I hate this movie. Yeah, but here's <laughs> the reason what what really bu- bugs me. Is that they're 11 meters down in the Philippine Trench, and then obviously it's the Meg, but they never show it. Then they're in some completely random location with this, <clears throat> with the thermocline, and the Meg is inside the thermocline. How in the f did the first Meg get out of the thermocline and attack this that's sub not, that, that is never mentioned? Sorry, in the movie? that's so actually that's, that's what I was saying is that we don't know exactly where the thermocline would be in the Philippine Trench. I'm not sure what the meter level is. It doesn't have to be exactly the Wouldn't same. Wouldn't Jason Statham say that he's he's been through this thermocline before, though? When he mentioned you're, that, you're right. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm, they I'm, don't go. The thermocline is twelve thousand meters down. He did the rescue at eleven thousand meters. Down. I I understand what I understand what you're saying, and it is a problem. Oh yeah. That that whole opening of the film is handled poorly. Oh, he yeah. should be in in exactly the same location. It should be the same spot. Mm-hmm. Um. But we. But uh, my only point being, the thermocline layer doesn't have to be twelve thousand meters in this in a different okay. trench. It could be. It could be higher. It depends because that's a different plate yeah. reaction. Thing. It's just they don't explain things. No, well. they don't. That's no. the thing. Okay, but yeah, that 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 bugs me. But not as much as the fact that when when we finally see the Meg an hour into the movie, um, which is way too long for a shark film. Yeah. Um, not if it was doing it the way the book does it. Sure, not if it was, but it wasn't. No, I know. Um. When we finally see the Meg, Jason Statham goes, it's a Megalodon. And now I got to wonder, 
how do you know what that is? And like everyone kind of just knows what a megalodon is. And they just is. call it the Meg all the time. And like it, it doesn't make sense because so in the book, and like, you know you got you got to compare it to the book sometimes. In the book, he sees a shark, a giant shark, attack him, and everyone thinks he's crazy. So he's so he right. He visually sees the Meg come up out of the thermocline. That's what freaks him out. And mm-hmm. so it, so it freaks him out, and he spends the next <clears> like. In my, in my book, it's seven years. However many years, he spends obsessed with it. And he becomes an expert on megalodons because he saw it. And he's trying to rationalize, could it be real? Or did I actually lose my mind and how, kill people? And it's, it's, it's trying to figure out how it could have survived and comes up with these theories. Everyone thinks he's crazy. So, But when Jason Statham does it, there's no indication that Jason Statham is... He just knows what he this is. He saw the inside of the ship get crunched a little bit. And so how he, saw, he, he saw no shark. How would he know? I, I, if it was me, I'd be like, well, there's a sea monster down there. Or, yeah, I would never have tried no, to no, rationalize no. They, this. They have a perfect rationalization in there that it could have been a landslide. Just oh, like do, the thing that they were afraid of, that landslide. they had them turn 90 right. degrees. That totally could have looked like a landslide because he never saw a shark. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. He just says there's something down there. Yeah. Me, I would have said it was a monster. Yeah. No, there, there should because in the book he has a visual port where he sees the head. I mean, yeah, yeah, and and I wish it was that because that's why he should be an expert on it. Somebody in the movie should be an expert on megalodons. But they Google it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody oh, there yeah. should be an expert on megalodons and have all this information about them. That's the whole thing, um, and it's such a driving force of Jonas's character in the book that he is uh, ridden with the guilt and trying to rationalize. Did I see it? Didn't I? Mm-hmm. And and his whole thing about going back to the trench when he's asked to is because he ultimately decides he has to face his demons mm-hmm. and find out one way or another. Um, I wish that was an aspect here because having seen this movie now, I do think Jason Statham could have played it rather well. And I wish it was happening. I was. I'm gonna say we've been fairly negative. Can we talk a little bit about the positives? Yeah, I think the cast is great. I, oh yeah. I I think the script is not great. I think the cast is good. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I it's, really. I think everyone in the cast is very charming, yeah. especially it, Statham. Yeah. It's like one. It's like it kind of like Godzilla, where you want to see more of the monster, less than humans. Uh, uh, and this one, I actually kind of want to see more of the humans. Exactly. That's the thing. It's the reverse. I, I want to see give more a of the shit about that shark. <laughs> I want to see more of the humans. I I was looking forward to see how Jonas how Jonas and um the um female lead Lee Bing Bing. Bing. Thank you. How I like that name. I'm sorry. Suyin. 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 How Jonas and Suyin would hopefully end up together, and then of course you got Suyin's little girl. Super and they cute. are charming. Super cute. Yeah, yeah, they're charming. I love Jax, Ruby Rose's character. I liked Wall, even though Wall died, and it that sucked. Oh, was that his name? That was his name. They well, he's the Wall. He's yeah, the Wall. They call yeah. him the Wall. But even Masayoka, I was really hoping for Masayoka to live, and bum me out that he didn't. Is it Masayoka? Yes. Masi. Oh, um, um, Hero. Yeah. yeah. Heroes. Yeah. 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 Played, Ma- he played Toshi. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, Toshi. But, um. A lot. I was actually kind of glad to see Rain Wilson die because he did. I mean, at first it was like, oh, like when he's saying I mourn with you, it was like, oh, you actually aren't such a douchebag. Because, and then later he's like, oh, no, I'm just gonna kill up, kill myself, and then he gets eaten. And it's like, that's yeah, a, I you like, deserve that. I like that because like I was like, oh, that's kind of like the generic like, oh, like I, oh, didn't, yeah. I didn't think he was an outright douchebag, and that's he, what I liked about it because no, having he seen was this a douchebag, which is I like, I still like that, but I still think you're gonna die. He spent a billion dollars. He has some. He has. Yeah. He has a lot of like involvement in in yeah. caring about the characters. The, oh, yeah. the part where he saves Jax, he's the person who saves Jax, and that's awesome uh-huh. because no, normally like in other movies he'd be the guy who's like, huh, what? I'm incompetent. Can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, oh, like, I can't swim. Sorry, he'd my, be body, the, uh, my body said me to say that. <laughs> he'd, he'd be the lawyer from Jurassic Park in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Uh, I I really, really like the chemistry between Jason Statham and Lee Bingbing. And Same. I wish that um, I wish that Suyin was more like Terry Tanaka in the book. 
which is the character she's basically is um because she starts the whole book uh being very headstrong and 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 there's there are hints of it but she's very much like i i could do this and we don't need jonas um and Jonas was right. It's it's a very big grudging uh. and slow bond that forms between them, and and I felt like in the film that was kind of all kind of wrapped up in a single scene. Yeah. Yeah. I so was he, he was he, Ryan. You touched on something I wanted to talk about. Uh, the dialogue in this film is horrendous. There's some really bad lines, there, there's but some there's also atrocious lines. There's some really atrocious lines. Say like, your favorite one. It's the best. I love it. <laughs> this was a bad day for science. <laughs> Gross. No, but my my favorite uh, while we're on yeah. the lines is. Uh, this thing has already proven aggressive towards boats. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's just a bad way to say that <laughs> sentence. It wasn't a bad line, but I actually like it. Tis a damn good day to go fishing. Mm. Yeah. I, well, I like that one. One of the lines I actually did like is when he sa- when he saves the he saves his ex-wife, who just yells out Jonas was right for no reason. Yep. Um, and she and he, he saves her and he just goes, tell me this isn't the best, the, the greatest I told you so in the world. That's yeah. a good moment. I like yeah. that yeah. moment yeah. a lot. And Jason Statham smiles and he's got a good smile. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see him smile often. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, he's I, normally a but bad that's, guy. But don't, do, that moment and moments like that would have been so much better if there had been more exploration on the whole Jonas being crazy idea. Yes, I because yeah. because it's because Doctor Heller, who's probably the closest in this movie to the book, uh, and everyone blames him for leaving Tashi. Yeah, which is stupid. I mean, I saw it exactly when it, when it was because they're like, no, he cl- Tashi. She to- Toshi really quickly closed though. the hatch. Yeah, she not him. Though, he right did on. not leave him. Yeah, yeah. Can I? Uh, the line that bothers me the most probably not because it's a bad line but because it's a misplaced line it's a clearly this was Jason Statham or written for Jason Statham line and not thinking about this character at all is the one where he says you're going to try to appeal to my better nature and it won't work because I don't have one and I'm like you clearly do through the rest of this movie so I don't even know why that line's Dude, it's in the, there it's the freaking Chris Pratt like I'm going to go build a house I'm like I don't want your no, help right but that's not the character he is even through the rest of the movie and it's yeah. not the character he is in the well, book, he's the dude with like the heart of gold. Like you know, he hears this, hears the screams. And but stuff. he's not that character in the movie. In the but, movie, he is not. But that he ca- is compassionate and caring through the rest of the film. Well, once you find out his ex lady's on towards, the boat, towards the people who are involved, yeah. And that whole relationship doesn't make sense with the ex wife thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they mo- they act more like best friends. They act more like a brother and a sister. Oh yeah, there's also that because that scene in the hospital bed where she basically says, "Oh yeah, you should definitely go after Suyin." Oh yeah. That. Totally would be fine if you just t- said Lori t- uh, Taylor is his sister. Yeah, I'd be like, fine. I didn't need Maggie's character in this movie necessarily. That's fine. You want to don't have Maggie's character wanna, in this movie anyway. You well, that's who she is She's essentially. To be, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, if you just... And the only reason she's there, the only reason Lori's there, and this is one of those unnecessary things that bothers me, is because once she's done the hospital, there's no need for her. Yeah. And yet they decide to put her on the boat and everything, and I'm like, she's, she's just, just like an extra wing person. Man. I don't know why she's there. Yeah. Um, is that she's really just there for the purpose of saying Jonas was right in order to instigate and get us faster to the whole point of get Jonas here, which is fine, but then just make her his sister. Don't do this ex-wife thing. It's so confusing and weird. One of the things I I quite enjoyed was, um, even though it did differ from the book about Jonas being crazy, him having the guilt of, of leaving his two best friends behind, I still felt that. And like when when I forget what's his name Lee Lee Bing Bing Lee Bing Bing yeah I don't want to like you know Suyin Suyin thank you Suyin uh, when she's like how do you deal with it and he's like I don't I think about them every day like I I, I go the, through I go through the motions every day the like how first I time it. I saw this movie everyone in my audience was laughing at their romance scene which romance scene the bit w- w- after the, after her father dies and they're ta- and they're kind of flirting and yeah. being like really sweet. Everyone in my audience was laughing. I thought that was super Lee, cute. Lee Bing Bing is really good in this movie. She's good in everything. For the most part. But there is one line in that scene that is delivered so false. And I couldn't deal with it. And it's the, it's not 
who you leave behind. It's who you save? It's who you save. Yeah. And I was like, no, that didn't work. That you, didn't work you know the what? way it was delivered. I completely forgot about that line. Yeah. Because when I think about this movie, I, I remember how charming the characters were, but also oh, man. I also remember a bunch of the stuff with the sharks. Like, well, the incidents with the shark, like, when it's, like, of course, that line's like, it's already aggressive towards boats. That line was very stupid. But also, I kind of like how they pulled the jaws on us. Whereas, they thought they got the shark, but they didn't. Right. I There's a bigger shark. So Always a bigger I, fish. The I blame the trailers. I'll kill you. The trailers for me knowing that there's a bigger shark because you see the, you see the shark at the beach, and then you see the shark at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, wow, that's definitely not the same shark. This is yeah. so this is what I'm saying. Most of the most, if not all, the the major moments of this movie towards the third act are in the trailer. <laughs> oh, so, oh, sorry, sorry. One other thing that really bothers me is that there, it was like it was treated as a throw throwaway line and a throwaway line. Ben talk, and it was right after they caught the megalodon the first time, and it's like it's like hanging up jaw style, blood spilling <laughs> in the water. So obviously, you're trying to track the other one, but then of course. Uh, Jonas goes over to Sui and says, something that bothers me is that, look at the bite marks. And then the wall is like putting his head, trying to get a photo, and then that jump scare. And then eventually the bigger Megalodon shows up. And of course it's like, oh my god, there's there, there's another shark. There's another one. And I don't know how you could have fixed that scene, because for some reason he's like, hey, it's like trying to straight and tell me honest, he's like, hey, this isn't the, this it is the same shark. It doesn't work because... Because there's not enough. There's not enough. I want to get to to you in a moment, Sparks. Um, there's not enough emphasis on that moment of him realizing that that's a smaller shark than than what like bit yeah uh, whatever he was looking at yeah and um so and again like what Ryan was saying the reveal of the second shark doesn't work because it's in the trailer now mm-hmm. Sparks you said there are two things in this movie that this movie did uh, from the book and I want you to get to that there there are two things that I wanted this movie to do to for me to enjoy it as a book adaptation and it didn't do either of them and one of them is how the sharks get out of the thermocline in this movie when they crash into Toshi's sub they create this uh, eruption on a heat plume which creates this vent I guess through the thermocline that uh, two sharks apparently are able to swim through and that's how they get out in are the- they just waiting in the book, well, they do like to stay, sit and wait. In the book, um, DJ is actually who would be in this movie, Suyin's brother. Um, they should have just done that. And DJ would have been down in the sub. I would put him as like a lump character between Laurie Taylor and Toshi um, and have him down there. And his sub gets attacked by a Meg and he gets killed. But the Meg, but uh, DJ was dragging a cable and the Meg uh, gets caught up in it. And Jonas is down there watching in horror as this happens. Um, and then a giant pregnant female. Uh, even bigger comes over, and as they're pulling up the cable because they think they can save DJ, that Meg starts eating the male, and uh, all the warm blood coming out of it is what makes it so that it can get through the thermocline. Now, obviously, because they made this PG-13, they weren't going to have that much blood. Also, whatever they wouldn't reveal they both sharks at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, but that's the thing is like the the best part about it in the book because there's no problem with it. I think is that the audience knows and Jonas knows. But everybody up top thinks there was just one shark, and that they've got it on the cable and it's dead. That's what happens for a while, yeah. and then Jonas has to go and find proof that there's still a shark out there. But I'm trying to think for as a movie though. Do you think the, since the audience knows, there's like there won't be any buildup because we know what's coming. No, because I think what would be cool is if it was done exactly as it is in the book. Jonas is watching in horror as DJ is killed. They're pulling the cable, and Jonas is watching the Meg get dragged up, and he's like, "Well, it'll die in the thermocline." And then from above him, just like this, like a, sh- a, like a bigger shadow. shark okay. comes over him. And, and he's the preg- only one who's And it. it's pregnant. That's a threat because then what you're waiting for is 
are they going to be able to stop the Meg before it gives birth? Because then there's just more Megalodons. Mm -hmm. And it's at the surface now, and you saw it happen, and that's a cool scene. It eating its mate in order to escape the thermocline is awesome. That does sound cool. And so I don't think the audience would be ruined of anything because then they're anticipating all the things that are going to happen with this bigger shark at the surface. Because the thing is, you're not fooling anybody anyway. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I don't remember in our audience where people, did people seem shocked when, when the second Meg came? Actually, yes. In our only, audience, there was a couple of people who were shocked. But only out of surprise, not because they thought the movie was done with sharks. Well, no, because the movie was only like an hour and 15 minutes. I, like heard, I, heard someone, I heard someone behind me, it was a kid, it was just like, they killed the shark already? Yeah. <laughs> right, like nobody believes that's true. No, yeah. I, the second I saw the shark, like when uh, Suyin wakes up and uh, Jonas is like, hey, I got something to show you, and we saw the shark up there, I'm thinking, this is a Jaws situation. It's going to pop up eventually. What's the second thing? Um, so the second thing I don't want to go into too much description about because you are reading the book and I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it. It's the ending. It's essentially how uh, Jonas takes care of the shark. Okay. Um, for me, that was the whole thing when they announced Jason Statham. It was how he kills the shark that I was thinking of where I was like, that's the most Jason Statham-y thing jo- Jonas does in the book. So I hope that's in there. I'm going to Google it. And they didn't do it. Um, and it has to do with, I, I won't go into too much detail of exactly what happens, but it has to do with the fact that Jonas actually gets... Uh, gets his sub completely inside of the Meg. And, it uh, almost kind of looked like something like that was going to happen. Yeah, they. I thought they were leaning towards it, and then they yeah. didn't go for it, and said he um, stabs it with a really long pole through the eye, and I, I thought... I do have to eh. admit, I thought that scene was kind of cool, how but, he stabs it in But that, does in it belong eye. in this movie? They kind of did some... No. The, from Wikipedia, the ending, they kind of did something with that. Where, like, at the end, in this movie, he uses his blade to slice open the thing. That's kind of. Mm, there's a whole lot more. Oh no, I'm just. I'm what, judging from a paragraph of Wikipedia, no, but like, yeah. we saw some belly well, slicing. Well, it's I do not, like it's this. Not it's not the cool thing that. Uh, Did he give her a C-section? No. That's what, Can okay. we talk about the sequel baiting? I didn't know a sequel uh, baiting. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get to that just yet. If we let's if talk about positives because there's got to be more. Yeah. Um. Uh. Every I liked everything that happened with the shark when we weren't looking directly at the shark in the water. If that makes sense, everything that was like happening on a surface level when Jason Statham was swimming to it to shoot the tracker on it, I like that scene. Um, when uh, no, I even like the shark cage scene with the Meg. Like that the was shark. good I too. Like the shark cage. Um, but when the Meg's at the beach and everything, all that's great. I love the idea of this big shark with uh, all these people around, and the, and the the giant dorsal fin is very effective. Yes. Um, the that's that's very very quick good. side. Did you guys catch the dorsal fin on the Roomba? When yeah, that was, <laughs> that was funny. Cute. Cute. Um. Insensitive. I, well, I, someone just died by a giant shark. I thought I thought visually they got that that kind of fear and notion done down really well. And like I said, I really liked. I wish that they'd leaned heavier into it. This this idea of the deep depths of darkness and the isolation. I wish there was more of it because it, when it worked, it worked really well. Um, so one uh, of the things I got I got to sorry I got a real quick joke. It's bad. This is kind of like a surface level movie in a way, kind of. Oh man, I'm I'm just gonna say what I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> so the science in this film. So there's never a moment where they seriously consider capturing the shark and studying no, it. No, yeah, and that kind of goes back to something Ben said that that bothers me. I don't know why it bothers you so much, but the shark fin thing only bothers me in the sense that like they literally are acknowledging how tragic it is to kill all these sharks just for their fins. And in the same beat, they kill two. They're talking they're no, they say let we have to kill this shark. No, what, instead I, of at all talking about the possibility of of protecting it or capturing right. it or anything. It's a Ex- dinosaur. Yeah, actually, the reason why that shark fin thing bothers me so much is because it takes an issue, like a political issue, if you will, and just jams it down your throat, not even subtly. Ben's shark was a father. 
Ben's father was a shark. Man, I am on it tonight, Ben's you guys. shark was a father? Yeah, I messed up. Goodbye. Oh, wait, but don't you remember that they just wanted to make a big shark, a big movie? A, can we please just make a, a shark movie in which the shark is just a big shark? I guess yeah. I don't. I guess the reason yeah. I don't have a problem with it is because China is notoriously trying to fight um, with shark poachers who yeah. keep doing it illegally which, in, which their, I, in their seas. Because that's the reason why. Because because that in that part of the world, it, it's shark a, it's fin a soup rampant, is a delicacy. It's, it's a rampant, rampant issue. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always happy for any time anybody's willing to talk about it because it's still going on, and yeah. we are not taking seriously how close some of the shark species are to being in, to being extinct. Exactly. And so I didn't mind that it's right there because I'm like, where else are you going to put it? Yeah. Like but, other than having a shark attack. But shark also, poachers. what it, but the same thing bothers <clears> me is like besides the fact that it's like not even close to being on the nose or on the fin as Ryan so eloquently put it it also it's like yeah these guys kill sharks let's go kill an even bigger one it's like that's the part that gets here's how they could easily could have fixed that instead of showing a bunch of dead sharks show a bunch of poachers trying to kill sharks and then they get eaten by the man well they do but then they but of course it's a room because like hey the shark no. got revenge by pulling up a dude's arm well, why don't we see that, that no, exactly. why don't we see them doing it and they get punished for it yeah, by the exactly. devil and then the sharks go <coughs> free but then later on sharks eat the maggot anyway because it's dead well, uh, sharks are actually cannibals. Yeah, they are. Am I? No, you're not wrong. I mean, most sharks eat their young if they yeah. if they're if yum, they yum, can yum. get a hold of them. So mm-hmm. in oh. the book, the Meg eats one of the babies it gives birth to. Mini Meg. Yeah. Oh. So we have. It, we're, it's always just kind of like it's let's also kill it. it's also eliminating a predator that was moving in on their territory. That's why all the sharks and it bothers me in the shark cage scene. The sharks wouldn't even have been close to that shark cage if the Meg was that close. No, they wouldn't have even been around it I'm to out. look at the chum, which they don't even look at. No, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't have even been swimming around that shark cage. They would have bolted because mm-hmm. they can pick up the scent of that thing. I will say, no uh, problem. It was a cool image to see like all the sharks like go past Jason Statham. Yes, that's pretty uh, cool. But then, Aquaman, course, right? but yeah. then that one hammerhead's going for him, and then uh, no. uh, Serena's like, "F you, hammerhead!" When, it, yeah. when it's bleeding and dying, that's that's perfect because all one. the sharks know that it's weak, and they're like, "Hell yeah, they'll all go oh, yeah. to town on that thing." That's great. Yeah, I I don't like that there was never a point where they're just like, "We have a living fossil. We should probably try it belongs to in a museum something. No, it belongs yeah, yeah. in an aquarium. Yeah. Let's." Figure out how to store. I feel like there was there was one person who who said it. It should have had an opening that established that someone had built a big enough aquatic tank. Just like Jeff Goldblum, bring them back, have them here for five minutes at the beginning and the end. No, they should have they in the book they established that they were conveniently building a lagoon thing to study whales. That was going to be a big enough tank that could also hold the Meg, Um, and that's how the book establishes it, and that's established early on, and. and they don't bring that into this film at all. And if that existed, then there would be a, an argument in a case because the whole thing isn't about, you know, it, the whole it's thing is a, like, is there going monster. to be a way that they can catch the shark? Yeah, there's more wonder to it than there is yeah. monster. And and yeah. the thing is like getting into the science that, because one of the things I appreciate about Steve Alton so much is he does a lot of research when he writes his books. And the thing about the shark is that he processed what, he made the book as real as if, what if this shark did live a, today and it, came from the depths and then was hunting on the surface. That's what I wanted. And the things from are this that movie. that that it would it would not be able to hunt during daytime because the light would be too intense for it having lived on the dark for so long. It could only breach the surface for brief moments of time because it'd be too bright. Um, and anytime like when they first went down to the very bottom like and they and they showed their lights on all the fish, they all swam away because they right. don't like lights. It'd be it'd be an albino bioluminescent shark yeah. because of all the years living in the dark. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh my that. god, is it a glow-in-the-dark oh, yeah. shark in the book? Huh? Is it like a glow-in-the-dark shark? Yeah, it's d- completely bioluminescent. <laughs> Why would you not do that? Yeah, That's so cool. Because people, uh, 
a bunch of people they don't didn't know. Read the book. No, they didn't. Seems and like it. Also, Steve Alton doesn't have it. A lot of the times when you see adaptations of books, generally the the writer. A lot of the times the writer will have a, a screenwriting credit. It just said um, book by Steve Alton. Steve Alton does not have a screenwriting credit. Right. Um. And uh, they, sharks are attracted to uh, vibrations, not to light. So they uh, the it's the ampullae of Lorenzini that I mentioned earlier that's uh, all over their body and under their nostrils. It's the things that pick up their vibrations and now they're able to sense where prey is and they can track it down. Um, that's something that I would have been drawn to. Uh, but the whole thing that I love is that um, living on the bottom of the ocean in that thin, warm water layer with such a small amount of food, the Meg would, uh, it, it, based on shark biology, the theory would be that uh, if a Megalodon existed down there, that its uh, body would slow down to a more lethargic uh, processing uh, system, so it wouldn't need as much food. It wouldn't expend as much energy. Its heart wouldn't beat as fast. Its blood almost, wouldn't almost move like as fast. An, like an but once it gets yeah. to the surface, there's much more oxygen in that water than there is down there, more than it's ever been exposed to. So, so because crazy. of all that oxygen and the fact that it's pregnant, it's high as hell. It's it's like it's high yeah. and, and and frantic as hell, and it needs to feed constantly. And that's why all the bloodshed happens, and it just goes for things, is because mm-hmm. it needs to eat, and it's just over over. Uh, um, oh, oh, the sensory overload. Sensory overload. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you, the, do you have the book with you at home? Uh, no, but I can. I can bring you a copy. Because I, I actually kind of want to read it now. Yeah, yeah. This sounds good. I, I kind of want to read it. I'm now quite too. enjoying it. Yeah, it sounds, this is like sounding everything it, I do. And so, read. and so, th- like all these explanations that make it so, like you know, it it totally murders a whole bunch of people and ta- capsizes boats and everything. Yeah. But it's all because of these things that are happening to it biologically so it makes a lot of sense so it's not just a hey, murder you know machine it's this it's this thing that's been removed from its environment hey, you know what a lot of that stuff would be you know deemed worthy worthy to study yeah you could study something I th- like that I, I think there was like one character who said once like we can't kill it we have to study it but that was quickly it, it's never it's quickly it's never seriously yeah. addressed right like, no we gotta kill it yeah, no, it, it, you could. You it could. It was Rain Wilson who said we got to kill it. Yeah, and it was Lee Bingbing who says uh, we should study hey, it. Hey, maybe we should no. And then it's her dad who says this was a sad day for science. Yeah, you didn't try hard enough <laughs> to stop it. You and gave him the thing to kill it. But yeah. but like uh, speaking speaking positively of this movie, I thought that there were um, there were some really great things that were added to this movie that weren't in the books. Jax is not a character from the books. Oh no. And Jax I thought was really great, and yeah. I liked having Jax around. DJ is a character from the books, but has a totally different purpose. And the, the DJ in the film. Comedy uh, relief. <clears throat> the DJ in the film is a black guy comedy relief for some reason when he shouldn't be. He uh, he really, as a character just in the film, not even compared to the book, but in the film, he has no purpose. Did they make a swimming joke too? Yep. They yes. did. Yeah. He has no purpose. What year is it, guys? He has. Wayne Wilson does say it's not a race thing. You l- you work on the you middle of the ocean. You work on the ocean, yeah. yeah. He has no purpose uh, to be on the boats. Every time they go out on the boats and he's there, I'm like, what are you even doing? Why are you here, dude? Yeah. You have he no reason to be, to be there, but he has no reason. But he doesn't. That's the whole thing. Is they make this his like character Dr. complaining Dave. about it. He has no reason to be out there. That bothers me. Um, this again is that unnecessary character thing. He should be trimmed away or eaten because there's no need for him. Um, all of his uh, like fun moments, his best comedy moments, should have gone to Mac um, because Mac is personally my favorite character in the book. Mac books. seems like he's a funny guy too. Mac has this great moment where uh, it's it's the end of the book and it's chaos and all this crap is happening and uh, Mac gets knocked off a boat and he's swimming in the ocean and the Meg is hunting things but there's a whole crap ton of boats and people all around and um, and Mac's swimming away and all of a sudden uh, a great white 
is coming towards him and he thought it was going to be the bank and then he sees a great white and he's like are you kidding me get out of here pipsqueak and it's like a 13 16 foot great white and he's like no way i'm getting eaten by this thing <laughs> after dealing with the bank through the whole book he's like no <laughs> does he would you guys no. okay would you guys say that this is basically a 130 million dollar sci-fi film no. no no i would say the character the character acting is too good and charming yeah, for a sci-fi yeah. film I see what you're saying, but like, like those are some like. I know Sharknado is an extreme, but like, without there used to no. be some older Sharknado. Without shark Jason Tornado. Statham and Lee Bing Bing's chemistry, I might lean more that way. But they work so well, and Ruby Rose as Jax works really well. Yeah. Um, the characters that work, they work really well. Yeah. And I wish there was more with them. I wish that they'd explored their arcs and trimmed away the ones who didn't need to be there. I actually do like the inclusion of uh, Su Yin's child. I do too, uh, mm-hmm. because she's not. In She's the super book. cute, man. There's no child in mm-hmm. the first book. Um, but um, I just want to say I think it's really <coughs> weird uh, that Ruby Rose... Like, I, I think they were trying to have, like, Heller and Ruby Rose have a... Um, have like a Rivalry? father-daughter oh. thing going I on. I think I felt like that was maybe yeah, the relationship yeah, okay. they were going for. Yeah. Yeah, and then so, but you don't feel anything because these characters, these characters' relationships aren't well defined. They're just like <coughs> work buddies. Yeah, <laughs> that's it basically. Um, and so when he when he dies, and again they take it way too seriously that he did. Um, yeah, he sacrifices himself, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You well, didn't you okay. didn't really prove this. You were like this kind of character before. Yeah. It's like, dude, you pro- if you just stayed still, I probably would have swam away. Also, you would have been fine. The shark size changes drastically because in there the are ti- second half of the movie, yeah. There are times where the shark is big enough to eat both <coughs> Ruby Rose and Heller and then small enough to only catch one. Also, when they're at that beach, like, how. How deep is that shallows of the beach? Because that shark, I feel, got real close. That shark got real close. I feel oh, like yeah. that, shark, that, that shark. shark is huge. Yeah, it mm-hmm. should be. Oh, when it, when the tracker fell off, <clears throat> nothing comes of that. Yes. Oh my god. No, it does. Um, it's it's that when they are calling it, they're joking and having normal conversation. They're not preparing for the Meg because they don't know what's coming. They were waiting for them to get a notice from up above oh. that oh. the tracking was coming. That's why it comes in and almost takes out Suyin. Oh, okay. it comes yeah. out of nowhere because right. they didn't they didn't know it was coming. All right, I'll do right. it. You're I'll right. Take it. I mean, it's it's small, and there are a lot of little things like that that are never fully explored or or developed as much as they should be. Like the, it's like a secondary moment of being like, it's almost not fully acknowledged where Jason Statham pulls Suyin aside after they have the first Meg and is like, "Do you see the teeth marks? It's not like on the O level." And it's almost and like it's, ADR. It's, you can barely like yeah, oh. yeah. You can barely hear it or anything, and it's like, "What are yeah. you saying? I yeah. can't what." Um, I didn't I like, think the, like that. that's the point because like you're trying to focus on the dude taking the picture and it's like <clears> oh <throat> this isn't the first Meg and you're like hey what'd you say Jason what yeah and then mm-hmm. it's spo- yeah and then of course he gets eaten anyway let's let's talk about the yeah. sequel bait uh real quick I just wanted to mention the two Jaws references that sure. I thought were great uh, um uh, so when the first shark uh dies just moments away from Jason Statham it's actually a pretty cool reference to the original Jaws novel by Peter Benchley um, because that's how the shark dies in the book it, it gets real close to the sheriff and then dies that's cool. um, from all of its stu- uh, injuries throughout the end of the story um, so I thought that was great and then uh, in the film uh, of Jaws they have the three buoys that get attached and they kind of reference that with the three platforms at the beach can, as it okay. catches on the chains and the three of them are following it together that's that's kind of a subtle reference to those buoys which I thought was pretty neat I also heard the a, <coughs> a few riffs of the Jaws theme song too yeah there's a couple of I carry Gregson Williams you and your reuse of your Prometheus theme he doesn't in Metal Gear uh, hey uh, real quick some of my favorite moments uh, there's a scene after after the boat is capsized and Mac is swimming to the boat 
to a, to a boat that nobody knew about, and they're like, "Oh my god, what's Mac doing?" And it's like this is the moment where he's gonna like betray everyone. But then Rain Wilson just goes, "Yeah!" and they get on the boat, and like I never, I never, I never saw it as they were gonna betray him. Yeah, as he was gonna betray him, I just saw. It, I thought the I music saw it was as, sinister. I saw it as the, his the shark. There's a lot of moments where it, it looks like the shark is gonna eat someone, and yeah. then the scene cuts. Yeah, like I thought that the shark was going to eat him, eat him yeah. at that moment. I, uh, I wanted that to happen. When the guys are catcalling the girls and it's the wide shot and then you see the girls yeah, in the and foreground then, and the guys uh, yeah. are there, I, that's when I want the shark to just come out of nowhere and eat the dude and, and just go chomp. Here's yeah. what I thought was gonna happen because you see the dude wave to the other girls. I thought the Meg was gonna uh, get attached to the buoy and then bring them closer and the guys going like, "Yeah, come closer!" And then they get eaten. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, cool." Like, don't, don't know how that's I happening. I don't know how I'm getting dragged. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. Um, I also love the uh, the the dude running uh, in the bubble thing from the show. Oh, That's uh, probably one of my favorite moments of the film. Pop. Is him just running and looking back, and there's the giant dorsal no, thing he's closing running it on, and over he's like, all <gasps> these people. <gasps> and he's trying to escape, and then the the shark just goes chomp. He actually probably saved all those people. He ran over. Yeah. Um, well so this this beach scene like it reminds me of many different uh, attack on beach movies, but a lot uh, of Jaws, yeah. Uh, but Piranha 3D, the most recent new Piranha movie that was really fun and really gory. Remi- it's it is. I know it's the PG-13 movie, man, but like it reminds me of that scene where you just see hundreds and hundreds of crazy mutilated corpses. And I know we weren't going to get that in this movie, but I'm just like, man, like after seeing what like our true a beach attack looks like, this is so tame. Yeah, they're so tame. Uh, two two quick things. Uh. Ta- tapering off of that one um, when that shark turns away to go to the whale sound that tail was gonna whack those people that it was turning away from oh, yeah. done, like, a and it should have it should have whacked the heck yeah, out dude. of them and uh, the the other one um, is that they, they have that whole line about how it's already proven aggressive towards boats but yet when it's about to eat somebody who's right by a boat it doesn't go for the boat for some reason <laughs> and I don't understand I guess it's not that so bothered me because in the book they're on a giant big uh, old uh, military vessel which is more like the boat that they're on towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like a yacht. And and they're not on some dinky little thing yeah. trying to hunt down the and Meg. Again, and the, I, that the, bothered me. The size of the the size of the of the of the shark. Like sometimes he's big enough to eat a boat and other times he's not. Also I don't know why they had to grandiose it up to seventy five to ninety feet. Megalodons at best got to sixty five to our knowledge. And that's pretty big. Yeah. I don't know why they grand scaled it up and everything. Yeah. Um all right, let's talk about the sequel bait, and we'll gotta get out of here. Sure, sure. We're going a little long. Uh, so the sequel bait is at the end of the film, and this could be taken other ways. Um, <clears> as the end of the film, when the shark, is, when the megalodon is being eaten by other sharks, a shark swims out of its mouth. Ben Very and close I, up shot. yeah, I thought. Oh, so Ren, we didn't think of it as sequel bait. No. We thought that's just a, a shark like eating through its stomach to show it's straight. Which up dead. it could be, yeah. re- it could be read as, yeah. but it could also be read as it was pregnant. Yes, because why would you show that close up shot like that? I thought just to confirm it's dead, but like you said, like from the book, like it, that could be sequel bait. Yeah. yeah, because in the book, um, you, it gives birth at a totally different time than than that would be. But um, do shark babies come but, out of but, their mouths? Huh? Do shark babies generally come out of their mouths? No, God, no. Okay. That no, that would be, be that would they be open up their that would be pouch. the theory of that would be that it ate its way out because it knew the mom was dying, mm-hmm. and it just happened to be able to to be born at that time, so it ate its way out of the sack, which yeah. is not. Insanely impossible, but very, it very have been unlikely. A shark already ate kind of through and it tore its way through. That that yeah. could be. That that's, could be. That, I'm sure that's how they. If there's no sequel, but because that's how they want, but it because to be it read. just looks like a great white, there's no way to no way to know, no way to separate out that yeah. idea. Honestly, when I saw that last part, I thought it was just a great white white swing out saying, "Ha ha, you're dead, sucker." Right, yeah. but because it's such a tight shot, that's why I'm like, that's why you did it. Just that's in why case. The, the box office will tell <clears> us which <throat> result it is. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's get into final thoughts. Um, Sparks, I'll have you go first since you went last. Okay, cool. Um, man, I I I feel kind of bummed overall just because. I, I really like this book and I was really excited about this movie because I I like shark movies and there aren't a lot of really actually good ones and I and I knew that this could be like one of the best if it was taken from this book and it just it just didn't hit that mark at all um, it it played ultimately too much with wanting to be a summer shark movie but also wanting to be like the book and it couldn't pick which one and so it's ultimately yeah. neither and it doesn't really work when it's being trying to be the other. And uh, it's unfortunate because ultimately I I was concerned because of Jason Statham and he was not the thing I needed to be concerned about in this movie. How I crazy thought that, is that he was. I thought that he was. This is one of my favorite things I've ever seen him do as just him acting. I really liked it and I really liked his chemistry with uh, Lee Bingbing and I really liked a lot of certain characters and how they were handled. But there are too many of them and they they the ones that shouldn't be there. Um, overstay the or, or overstay should should have gotten eaten at least so that there's more shark summer movie fun going on. Um, would you rate it? <sighs> how many how many fins? No. Ah. Oh. Uh, Too soon. Like a six. A six? Yeah. Yeah. Respectable. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, as someone who didn't read the book, I pretty much have the same thoughts as you. Like, uh, when I saw the trailer, it looked like it was gonna be like a big fun movie, and then when I learned what the book was about, I'm like, okay, maybe I can get like like a better Deep Blue Sea. Like a a sciency movie that has big shark action, and I like Deep Blue Sea better than this, because that movie doesn't take itself seriously at all, and has crazy stupid science fiction, and has the violence that I want from a shark movie. Uh, I ag- I I agree with a six. Like, I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again. To be honest, I would much rather watch Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Sorry, Meg. Uh, Ben. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> There's your one. Uh, you guys know that, especially like, kind of like when we did Wrinkle in Time, when I was kept having like thinking about Kingdom Hearts. I was thinking about like when they were going down into the water. I'm thinking, you could really put a Gundam in there, just like a uh, <laughs> what? Uh, there are amphibious Gundams. The Zeon Army has no, an amphibious I Gundams. Your brain I don't must be. I don't such know. A wonderland. There were ta- there were times in this movie where I was bored, and I was thinking about Gundam. <laughs> I was thinking about fine. I was thinking about RPG fights, and then it's like, okay, cool, more shark action, and then oh, this is a great character moment between these two characters, and then there are times where like I am bored. I want to go home and play Mega Man now. So. I mean, th- this movie doesn't completely suck, but it also doesn't. It's not like Jaws, where I was like entrapped the whole time. It's I just want fun shark violent action, and I didn't get it. So this is a five. Can we can we agree there should have been more shark stuff? Yes. 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 Okay. Um. So, yeah, I pretty much agree with what you guys are saying. Um. Th- kind of picking back off of Ben, uh, this film is very poorly paced. Um. It's it's it takes too long to get to the action. Uh, you're bored for a lot of it. There's not enough action. And there's not enough action. Um, I was I wrote this down this note for my final thoughts. Uh, I think bioluminescent sharks would have been awesome. That's the coolest thing yeah. you told me today. Because uh, CGI scenes uh, set at night are cheaper anyway. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. So yeah. Dude, there's so many scenes where there's a deep dark, and if you saw like these crazy lights coming at you, that'd be so scary. Uh, I would I would agree a six, uh, definitely. Um, yeah. So it, that's a, well, it's it's making it's making the box office money, and if it overseas, gets a, yeah. if it gets a sequel, and that's based off the next book, then I hope that that's a little more faithful, and maybe they can pull it around. I I I want more good shark movies, and the Meg books are some of the best 
shark-related books ever written, and so I hope that there's something solid to come. I was come. really hoping this movie would be a, another Jaws-esque movie where it would make people scared to go in the water. I just want to swim in the ocean even more. Yeah. Just be like, F you, Meg. Giant shark! <laughs> I just Jason Statham will save us. I just want to swim Pacific and go, F you, Meg! Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that'll... Do it for uh, this. Uh, one second. We do have a comment on the uh, Fake Nerd podcast heck, heck post yeah, about the Meg. Oh, it's you're right. Our, it's from our friend Matt Ferranti. Oh, oh And yeah. I'm going to try and read it the way he would say it. I thought the discrimination against boats in this film was ridiculous. Set aquatic rights back 100 years in less time than it took for the scene to finish. Zero out of 10. Would not recommend. He's right. Yep. Boat justice. All right. Well, that'll do it for, for this review. Uh, would anybody recommend anybody seeing this movie? Yes, because I want more shark movies, and I think there's still something to enjoy, whether it's uh, Jason Satham's acting or the the uh, small amount of shark good stuff that's in there. I want more shark good shark movies, so you know, hopefully this at least gets us to that. You just have to sit through a lot of chum to get there. If you are it's a Statham... Like, uh, sorry. So, no, so yes? So if yeah. you're a Statham fan, I say yes. If yes. not, no. Ben, yes? If you like shark movies and you got nothing else to do, why not? Yeah, I say no. It's still like number four out of all shark movies ever made. That's kind of sad. I know, but most shark movies are crap. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say no. It's definitely the best Megalodon shark movie. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd uh, Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, Do you have any books? Uh, Can you be a little more specific? Um, Anything readable? All right, it's time for our book club. Uh, This week it's Ryan. Hey, it's me. Take it away, my friend. Hey guys, so uh, last week we did a event, a Marvel event called Secret Invasion. We did. And uh, I've said it before, my favorite period in Marvel is like like the, the, the late 2000s into like 2012, like when Hickman and Bendis were like the, the real guys behind uh, what everyone was doing. Uh, so I picked the sequel book. Has it really been six years? Yes. Well, well Secret Wars ended three years ago. Okay. But it's L- I was like, Secret Wars didn't end six years ago. No, but three years, that's still a long time. Uh, I miss you. Uh, so I picked the book Dark Avengers. Oh, I miss you too. Thank you, man. I'm right. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Nice, oh, nice hey. Meet you. hey. Like, Why are we shaking with the wrong hand? I don't know. This felt weird. <laughs> uh, so I picked Dark Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis and Mike Diodato, and this is a this is not so much an event, but it's a it's a mini series chronicling the Dark Avengers. Uh, so after Secret Invasion, my main man Norman Osborn, now not the Green Goblin, the leader of the Thunderbolts, which is like a government uh, run. Uh, it's basically the Suicide Squad, the government-run supervillain team trying to be heroes to get time off of their sentences. Uh, Norman Osborn becomes the leader of the free world after saving the world uh, when the Avengers could not. So the president gives him the keys to the kingdom. It's like, yo, man, you're the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Take over our military. Do what you want. You saved us. And if you guys know who Norman Osborn is, he's the Green Goblin. No, he's Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, my God. He is so Tommy Lee Jones. And I heard he had some bad tweets 10 years ago. and so Oh, no. We wouldn't we oh, hire no? him anymore. Oh, no, yeah. My bad. Man, yeah. This book definitely hits on some of that stuff real hard. Yeah, it except does. Norman Osborn's a mass murderer. So he's, I, he's really trying. He's really trying. And like I was talking to Sparks about this earlier. Uh, and you're more right because like, I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt because this is the same thing that happened to Victor Von Doom. Yeah. But Norman Osborn is still not necessarily a great person. He just doesn't want to be the Green Goblin. Right. Yeah. That's what we were talking about because yeah. I was saying you know the difference is Dr. Doom wants to actually be a good person and right some wrongs. Norman Osborn's not trying to be a good person necessarily. He's just trying not to be the Green Goblin here. I I still feel like he... he so he becomes the leader of the Avengers and he creates his own version of the Avengers and there's Venom as Spider-Man, Dawkins, Wolverine, son as Wolverine. Uh, uh, he calls them by the superheroes they're supposed to be. Yes. Uh-huh. A bullseye, the mass murderer is Hawkeye and he's a, he's one of the standouts in this because he's Who's insane. Venom? Who's, who is Matt Gargan. I don't know him. He's, the thir- he's Scorpion. He's the third Venom. Oh, interesting! I didn't yep. know that Scorpion became Venom. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only. Oh, he's only... in. He's in. He's in Spider-Man 
Homecoming. Yeah, he is. Oh, as, as, as Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has a Scorpion tattoo, but he doesn't have the yeah, costume. Yeah, but in, in this in this series, like Norbert Osborn gives him the the Venom symbiote to become Spider-Man. To well, he, Spider-Man. he already had it when we see him in yes. the beginning of this yeah. book. Uh, like yeah. he eats a uh, he like he they, eats a scroll. Yeah, he eats a scroll. Who turns into Spider-Man? He's like scrolls hey, make me gassy, Osborn. Yeah. Or even later when he eats a Atlantean terrorist, he's like, tastes sushi. just like sushi. Or Miss Marvel, um, who is oh, Moonstone. Moonstone, yep. yeah. And is super, the super horniest supervillain I've oh, ever yeah, seen. Oh, yeah, she's a bad lady. So, yeah. I think I got to issue eight when I got to Miss Marvel, will screw anything that moves. Yes, that's not yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's, it's uh, so Captain Marvel. So we got uh, Novar, who's Marvel Boy. You got the Sentry, who's just a Sentry. No, no, he's, he's Capt- uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. No, I know his name No, is, but he's, he's supposed to be. He's, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be Marvel Boy, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's he Marvel, Marvel Boy. He's Marvel Boy. He's pretending to be Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel you got Sentry, you got uh, uh, Moonstone as uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Uh, 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 Norman as Iron Man Captain America. Uh, and you got uh, Ares, who's just the God of War, just being Ares. He just loves a fight. Uh, Dawkin, uh, uh, who's Wolverine, Wolverine. Uh, Bullseye, and then Mechargan. So you got these a bunch of bad guys, a bunch of murderers, bad guys, rapists, and like killers. He, now, this is a period where we're supposed to know who these people's secret identities are, but Osborne says, I'm not going to divulge who you guys are. Because he's not wrong. He's like, do you know the name of every police officer or Navy person or military person that defends you? Shouldn't the fact that they're defending you be enough? Which also is kind of the opposite of the Registration Act, which is also happening. So he's literally fighting mm-hmm. his own government because he knows he's a bad person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he does something really stupid with Sentry in this, where he's that? like, "Hey, the void. It's just it's, it's just in your head. There is no void." He's mo- he's oh. he is Deathstroke mind manipulating the hell out of the Sentry in this yeah. So the Sentry is the strongest superhero in Marvel's existence, and he's like a Superman. And they they're like, "This is he's too strong. We have to give him something. We got to give him his kryptonite." So they gave him a mental dis- disability where he he has this fear that anything he does, something bad will happen in its place. And Norman is trying to be armchair psychologist saying, "There's you don't have depression. You don't have anxiety. Everything you're thinking is in your mind because the same thing happened to me. There is no such thing as a thing called the void that yeah. counterbalances your good, yeah, a, good there, deed. And mm-hmm. he's like, I used to be the green goblin. I used to be the worst person ever. And look how great I turned out. Huge smile. Nothing bad's happening. And spoiler alert. Oh. Might be a mistake. No, that ending. Uh, I think it was what? Issue six? Yeah, it was issue six. Oh, I'm talking about centuries. Doing no, that, the century is a huge mistake. But no, yeah, no I'm talking. Oh, well, also, I'm talking about the ending of where Norman Osborn is. It was after. It was right after the issue, the stuff with Morgana Le Fay, which yes, I love. We're by talking the way. about two different moments, but yes. I know but then the later on, because I know I remember where he's tell, telling uh, Century like, "There is no void. There is no void." And then later on, he has uh, his own little mental breakdown, and he hears the Green Goblin in his head. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, this is getting good. So my yeah. my the reason I love this book so much is it's I mean, there is a bunch of action scenes, but what Bendis does best is just a bunch of people around the table talking. And Bendis usually writes superheroes, and this entire book he's writing nothing but supervillains. Pretending oh, to be superheroes. Ghost is in this. Yeah, Ghost shows up like, what's up? I'm a tech boy. Um I just I think Bendis' writing is incredibly strong in this, and he gets to he gets to write so many characters that we don't normally see him write. Um and I Morgana Le Fay. And I love mm-hmm. it. Like this is the second it. time in a week I've seen Morgana Le Fay in something. I yeah. just finished a show called Troll Hunters, there you where go. she plays a major villain in it. Oh, Morgan. that's cool. Voiced by Lena Headey. There you go. Really? Yeah, nice. It's really Ooh, great. Really good show, guys. Right. You, should, you should check it out. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Connor, thank you very much. Well, um, yeah. I know, I know. All right, so uh, I, I think this book's pretty dope, uh, uh, and we're, this is only the first half, and I think the, the second half. I don't think, again, with Bendis' thing, is like maybe he doesn't s- it finish as strong. 
But I think the writing in this is very strong for all the characters. Um, and I and I, I was really happy to read it again because seeing all these weirdos interact, trying to be heroes, uh, uh, Venom turning into like like uh, an effeminate person because like he's on all these medications and he's like, oh, stop making fun of me. Like all of these things are so strong. Um, and Norman Osborn hey, is golden a p- apple. Yeah, that's a great reference. Yeah, and this is definitely the prototype for Doctor Doom becoming a hero. And I think Venice does it better through Doom. But uh, I love I love Osborn trying to be trying to be a hero, even though cl- clearly he's not. I really like how. All right, so Norman Osborn to me before I read this was just another villain. He was the green. Just like Doctor Doom was before I gave it to him, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So looking, reading w- one of the things I love about Bendis is how he writes villains. And even because I even picked up the action and Superman books this week or last week, and I really enjoy it because I love how the way he writes characters. Looking how he writes these bad guys, especially Norman Osborn, like I love how he can just he makes Norman turn on a dime, where he's all nice and shiny to the press, but the second they go back to Tara, says not a single one of you talks to the press ever again. Like a good politician. Yeah, he makes so a great I, politician. He's. Dude, my, my favorite issue, it's either three or four, like when he's just doing the interview, and mm-hmm. his whole thing is like... It's five, actually. Is it five? I don't know, man. Yeah. I, read, I read a lot of comics. Because um, six is the issue where Atlantis attacks. Okay, that's true, yeah. Um, but like the interview, like like his whole thing is like... So it gets out that like, yeah, Norman, you're the Green Goblin, and like the, like the whole world wants to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do an interview. And they're like, oh... That's great, yeah. And he's and, and uh, Victoria Han, who's his right hand lady. Her name's Han. That's funny. I just <laughs> put that together. That is funny. Um, she's like, listen, Norman, I'm here to protect you, and this is not a good idea. And she's like, and Norman's like, I need to get out there, and I need to get my face out there. If I'm gonna be the leader of the free world, I need to tell the people what it is. And he goes out there and gives his most bullshit because Clint political Bart- Clint Bar- Clinton Barton at this time Ronan. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out and says, How can you do this? How you, can you support him? You, he's the Avengers are villains. Those aren't the Avengers. Those are supervillains. Those are murderers. Yeah, murderers. Uh, and Norman Osborn was like, "Yeah, I was a murderer, and I'm trying to be reformed." Yeah, I had a better. chemical imbalance, and and thank thank God, thank you God, that you put me here to be better. And hey, Hawkeye was a criminal. The twins, uh, 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 the Maximoff uh, twins, the Maximoff twins, yeah, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, part of the Brotherhood they, of Evil Yeah, Mutants. Magneto is their father. He's the greatest terrorist this world has ever seen. You give them a pass. What's wrong with me? I'm actually trying here. And for a second, you believe him. For a second, I believe him. And then he starts sweating, and the green tint in his eyes comes out, mm-hmm. and he starts yelling at Namor. And Namor's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you do not yell." Yeah, he and messed. Oh, he messed up. No. He started coming apart so fast. Yeah. Well, dude, the, the pressure on the world's on him. Like, no, I know, yeah. but like, it's what only been like three days or something, oh, and he's and already he's like, just like losing it with the other yeah. villains. When he says, uh, "Welcome to Hammer," what, is it an acronym for something? Yes. You'll you'll what figure is, out. What is it? <laughs> Actually, that's your job to figure out what it's an, yeah. what it stands for. Uh, That's your first job. No, one of my favorite parts is when he looks at Namor, and Namor's like, what do you want me to do, hero? I'm just here. You summoned me. What for? And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to do it. He's like, why am I going to do that for you? And the second Norman Osborn just screams, because I told you, Namor's like, oh, no, you didn't, you little bitch. Yeah, he's like, I'm but the even, ruler of the kingdoms, my But dude. even Norman Osborn's like, you have no kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. You I are just, nothing right no, now. No, I just love how both these guys have like these, especially Namor the Submariner, who has this big effing ego. I don't know who's I don't know whose ego is bigger at this point because because he's like trying to pull on Norman's. What's like, Doctor Doom? The Doctor Doom line you like? Oh yeah, I love when <laughs> Doctor Doom's sitting there. He's like, "Why was I called to this meeting?" And, oh, and he's yeah. like, "Because if I didn't invite you, Norman, you'd be questioning why I failed to invite you." Yeah, <laughs> that is very Doctor Doom. But I just love how when Namor's like, "Dude, I can kill you," and then I can do a tidal Nor- wave over this whole yeah, country. and then Norman's like, "Bitch, try." Yeah. Where he's calling, they're calling each other's bluffs, and I just love that scene so much. Yeah. 
And then you got female Loki there just snickering. And yeah. then, and then he did laughing. call and then he did call his bluff and he helped the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Which was oh, weird. Some good stuff. The uh, is Namor still considered the first mutant in uh, in, in 616? No, cuz Apocalypse was way before that. Right. I think that was just Ultimates then. The Namor was considered yeah. like the first ever mutant. He's definitely one of the first. No, one of my favorite scenes or parts or like arcs in the books that in the eight issues you had us read was the Morgana Le Fay stuff. Like the second Doctor Doom showed up, I'm like, oh, this is some good shit. I read it as Lena Headey's voice, and now I can never un- hear that. I read Norman <laughs> as to- as a uh, Tommy Lee Jones the entire time. Man, yeah, no, I mean weird. he's drawn a lot like him. I I loved all everything that kind of happened after Morgana the most. I think all the stuff with uh, Norman falling apart and the way that he deals with the Sentry. Um, especially when they fly back and he sees the sentry and then he's just staring at him and he's just sweating bullets like, so, oh, man. So, yeah, his whole thing. Oh, when, when he kills Morgana, he's like, did I do a good thing or a bad thing? And he's like, mm-hmm. you did great, yeah. Bob. And he's like, Hol-. everyone's like, holy shit, what just happened? Because like, the sentry is the scariest thing alive. And like, and he just wants to do good. And he just wants to do good, but he has this, he has this dark side and everyone's just like, when are we about to die? It when might, is this happening? It might not be a dark side. Uh, no, it's more like a, it's more like a, a bad thing. Uh, yeah. So the thing that I really like is Norman trying. He, I feel like he, he, no, he, I feel like he does want to help Bob, but then he's like, I don't need to talk to you, Bob. I need to talk to him. And he's like, but you said there was no void. Yeah, he messed Bob, up. Bob, I need him. He and then the black up. guys come up and he goes and murders a bunch of Atlanteans. And I'm like, uh, you just awakened the box, my man. Uh, you just I'll, opened the box. Uh, opened it. Open awake. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Did you guys hear? I'm sure I told you guys this, but you guys know how Marvel Zombies came about. How? Or like the the the, vi- the virus? Superman. It, it was actually Century. Sp- it was Century, but he was supposed to be Superman, but DC wouldn't let them do it. Do that, so they recolored his suit. And that's why his hair is weird in the in Marvel Zombies because it's actually Superman's black hair and not Century's blonde hair. Huh. Uh. So, uh, Brandon, you didn't get to. Uh, the X Men stuff, correct? I read the first, the first issue, issue of it, okay. but it's you it's, got the gist, yeah. it's like part three of a of a of a it's six part series. It's 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 technically the correct. It's like it's like when DC does like oh read Catwoman numbers fifteen and the next part's in this book. I it's, know exactly yeah. what it what yeah. it is. I I it was like it's part three and five of the of the of the crossover, and I'm like uh, I'm not gonna read part one two. It it's, four, they four. call it a, they call it a time, but it is the direct next part of the book though. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like it all yeah, leads into the, each other. The, the Exodus part is pretty important, which is the finale of it, and that's where Norman loses the Sentry. Mm. Um, because Emma Frost gets inside of his head and uh, is able to give Bob back control and help him escape. I from mean, in the all void. fairness, like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that difficult to figure out because yeah. I mean, like it tells you who Dark Beast is. And it just I think there's some really good stuff with Dark Beast and and Professor X and Beast locked up and like Emma tr- Emma they're like going to go help him. Yeah, and the all that stuff is really the whole the whole telepathy bit where uh, Charles is reaching out to her and she's playing fake with uh, Norman and Norman while like, she's yeah. uh, looking at a holographic projection of a storage room, but she's yeah. actually staring Xavier's at Charles' like, face. Emma, you're looking right at me. I promise you, this isn't a storage closet. Uh huh. Yeah, I love yeah. that part. Right, actually, uh, Dark Beast has the Omega machine. Yeah, that's the one. I, that's the one I, I, I read. He has the Omega machine and uh, uh what's his name? The Omega Kid or whatever. It's um, like, like he, sup, he, sucking up powers. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just Omega. Kid Omega, Mega Man, Mega Man, whatever. Omega like uh, but he's like he's sucking up powers, and uh, and that's when Cloak and Dagger realize, oh, we're on the because they're part of the Dark X Men, and Cloak and Dagger are heroes, and they're like, oh, we're on the wrong side of history yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to go. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, like a lot of during this period, a lot of tie-ins. Um, Cloak and Dagger mutants. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Why aren't they owned by Fox? <gasps> da na na na. Uh, I thought that's weird. 
I don't know, man. I just think this book's super fun. And I'll, I didn't even talk about Morgan Le Fay and Doctor Doom and Doctor. And so Doctor Doom is his history, past, present, and future is tied to Morgan Le Fay, so he can't kill her, and she knows that, and he knows that. But he doesn't have to not send her back in time. That's pretty cool. He sends her back to to dinosaur. Ten million era. BC or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like Bendis writes a great Doom. Uh, he writes. He right here. It's the best villains. I love him. I love this book. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Should we wrap it up then? Um, sure. um, um, Bullseye is really cool. I like him a lot. Dawkins really great. I like the reason that he's recruited because Norman's like, I really want to piss your dad off. Yeah, <laughs> that's Dope. really good. Oh no, well, actually, the, one of the things I really liked about that before we wrap up, <clears throat> um, he shows up and he's just like, um, why, why do you want me? Why do you want me here? He's like, well, because you beat the shit out of Wolverine. He's like, what I, what I do with my father is my business. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. just, and they're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's your dad yeah. yeah they're just sitting there like that like damn, damn. <laughs> and like and like this is the reveal that that, that like to them and like aries is like someone laid with that ferret that's my mother like, he, he, his claws come out he's like that's my mother talking about he's like i guess i'm to piss your dad off yeah uh all right so that, that'll do it i guess so yeah uh we read one through eight and then it's going to be a month but i will be doing the other part of this eventually um but next week is mine. Yeah. I'm doing Reborn, book one, uh, by Mark Millar and Greg Capullo. Hell yeah. Um, this is Greg Capullo's first independent book. Yeah. I re- After I re- Marvel or Spawn. DC. Well, I'm sorry. You I started meant- with Spawn. Yeah, okay. That's cool. um, I read the first like three issues of this uh, before I quit the comic book store. Yep. So I'm really excited to read the rest of it. Is there a book two yet? No. Okay. Uh, Mark Millar does this all the time, but he, I don't ever think he actually intends to do it. Is there a book volume two? No. <laughs> Now that that TV show's coming out, maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it uh, yeah. for this week. Uh, next week, we will have the author of The Meg, <gasps> Steve The Olds author of Meg. the book, not tied to the movie. The author of, <laughs> of Meg, right, because it's the- a novel of deep terror. It's The Meg. Why is it The Meg in the movie? I don't know. That's weird. Magic. All right, the, the author of Meg, um, <clears throat> Steve Olson, will be, will be on the show next week. Very exciting. Uh, thank you, Sparks, for getting us that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so it's time to announce our giveaway winners. Oh man, heck yeah, dog! Um, yeah, we, we had a couple of entries uh, this this time around, and we greatly appreciate that. Um, the first place winner. <laughs> Don't do that. That sounds weird in the microphone. Uh, wrong picture. The first place winner uh, will be receiving the Hall H poster, more than a legacy. Um, and his his Twitter handle is Glory Lori Lori. Glory Lori Lori. Dilly Dilly. I want to be clear. This was completely random. I put him in a random random number generator, so this was completely random. Um, he but he did win. Uh, but his comment was. Uh, I on Twitter. I thought the Marvel therapy trailer with the group hug stand and motivational posters were amazing. It's my dream to one day go to Marvel Hall H panel. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's that's a good one. Well, it's now you dream. can get a poster from it. Yeah. Um. So send us your information. Uh, through email. Uh, social security number and all. Please. And uh, <laughs> we'll <laughs> I'll include my Venmo. Social security number. And we'll uh we'll send that to you. Heck yeah. Um. But you know, allow me some time. I I'm a very broke person. Yes. 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 Um. And our second place winner will should be winning the Iron Fist. What was that? The Iron Fist. Yeah, the, Iron Fist. The Iron Fist <laughs> poster. Okay, Governor Schwarzenegger. Um, uh, it was on Instagram. Yes. It was on Governor Schwarzenegger. Uh, at Wild Elite Gamer. Uh, one with the with the comment, uh, Shazam trailer was my favorite reveal this year. It looks like how I would react if I randomly got superpowers. That sounds yeah. about right. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so you will be receiving the, the uh, Iron Fist. Season two. 
a season two uh, Joe Joe Casada poster. Yeah. Real quick, it's actually a good point because most superhero movies where kids get superpowers, they're like super bummed about <clears> it. I'm <throat> like, are you kidding me? If I could fly, I'd be having a great time. Oh yeah, oh, Chronicle. Me too. All right, well that's that's the, that's the end of the show. Uh, before we get out of here, though, remember, guys, we are a Funko affiliate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. exciting. If you buy stuff on the Funko website, uh, we get a kickback from that. Um, just use promo code Shop Ten for ten percent off any purchase uh, you make on that website. Um, you buy some cereal if you want. It's or, big or, right now. Or Funkos. Yeah. Or Funko Pops, whatever you or want. Or really. T-shirts. I, they have T-shirts on there, too. Uh-huh. Um, so thank I you so much to our fans for listening. Thank uh, you, friends. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Jerry Bear. Uh, theme music. Uh, he does our theme music and our um, segment intros. Check out his prog rock band. What's it called? Oh, The, the Elements. Element. Yeah. Is yeah. prog rock right the th- right term? Yes. Okay. Prog metal. Prog meg? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of between the two. Yeah, mm. he, but he also does a show called Suburban Proctologist, which is on iTunes right now. You can find that on Facebook.com/slash Suburban Proctologist official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Rate and review that if you if you if you like. Uh, we want to get some more Please. people listening to that one. If you have already listened to all the episodes, listen to them again. They're hilarious, guys. Heck yeah, they are. Mike Matola for our logo. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, at Mike Matola, oh, we gotta get him back on the show sometime. We do. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at Gmail.com. You can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find uh, Sparks, Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Ryan, you find me at the Meg. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben, Ben Magnet twenty seven for Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys. Man, what a bad day for science. <laughs> <laughs>